0: What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes My Towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get My Towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now.
1: MyPillow.com
0: previously on the Pete Santilli Show.
2: I saw was the about Allah, 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 Allah,
3: Allah, 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 in Mexico, and wiping them out. You know, a lot of people. I've seen a lot of conservatives say that kind of stuff, when I almost said the S word. But haven't you, Pete? Haven't you said? Haven't you seen people talk that way? Right. Oh yeah. Same situation. Are we headed for that with Mexico and Canada?
4: I would say the greatest
5: fear is is not knowing what's going on and then the black swan shows up and there's really no such thing as the quote-unquote black swan you know the event that you could have never seen take place everything is pre-fabricated pre-manufactured um and then it is up to a select few individuals at the top of the food chain um you know to basically skim all the profits off of the top and go for the last grab as they can while everybody else is left holding the bag there could be no doubt about it uh, that we are experiencing a reset of biblical
6: proportions You, you look at what they've done so far with the world economic forum with the imf with the bank for international settlements with the federal Reserve they're getting their way they're creating a world that they think they want now i think that's ultimately going to backfire on them i think their pride they're going to overreach and and they'll ultimately lose um, because you are going to have currency systems that establish themselves that are tangible backed currencies that have accountability that have a reality to them that gets away from the fiat based money system that you started this show talking about right i think there's going to be alternative systems that rise up but yet. You don't get to where you've got by being stupid, right? You get there by being evil and taking away people's freedoms, taking away their ability to buy or sell when they want to. Um, That's complete disregard for for human dignity and human rights and the ability to spend your hard-earned money the way that you want to. That's what they're after, and I think that's awful.
7: America is the place where anything can happen. America is the place where anyone can rise. And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas, and this country is our masterpiece. We look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come thank you god bless you and god bless America.
0: what is our common bond truly freedom, freedom. Freedom. Without freedom, you can't be a Christian no matter what denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about. And it's the only thing that it's all about. Nothing else. Nothing else. It's about freedom.
7: There's a time to pray and there's a time to stand.
5: are you?
3: You are? Yeah. How exciting.
5: Yeah. And it sounds like we're talking into a can.
3: Well, can I just let you know that an ordinary thermos won't do. It won't.
5: (laughs) We're we're going rogue. All right. All right. So everybody, uh, first of all, everybody gets settled in. All right. It's a three hour tour.
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The weather
5: started getting rough.
3: It Mm -hmm. is, isn't it? Yeah. My goodness. We're not
5: building an echo chamber, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're literally going to smash the deep state. We're going to smash it. Oh, Mm. I'm so invigorated for a reason that I'm about to share with you. So give me this opportunity uh, on this. I don't know what freaking day it is. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. October 25th, (laughs) 1776 worldwide. Mm. Okay. 1776 worldwide. Uh, please give me this opportunity without me speaking about it and then listening to the freaking mobsters, right? Yeah, hold on. (laughs) I can't even speak to what I'm going to speak about without sharing first and then speak to it. So I'm going to come right out of the gates. All right. Uh, I will say this. You guys know I've been uh, a fan of, I consider... Uh, myself to be a friend of Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to meet in person here. It's a pretty cheap flight to Austin. I think I'm going to take a trip down there, especially after this. Just want to go down and headbutt him. (laughs) He did, um, he did the best interview he's ever done. Period. And then collateral damage to that was the guy that was sitting across from him. I say collateral damage. Um, in that, I had this preconceived notion like you all do, and you're gonna you're gonna hear about it, all right? You already have a preconceived notion. And I did going into it and then I kept looking. I'm like, whoa, what did he just say? Whoa, uh, what did he just say? And it, and it happened the whole interview. I listened to the entire interview mm-hmm. and I said, wow 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 right now i don't want the guy to be president (laughs) okay but you know what i want him yeah you know what i want him to do because we wow
3: things are of cases listen
5: i want to campaign to have this guy that you're about to see vivek ramaswamy Mm -hmm. to have a corner office in the west wing and then his job is going to be president trump should say i'm going to skip the presidential briefing from the cia and i want you to come in and give me a briefing and you're going to have a computer. And then you're gonna come into the resolute desk and then you're gonna tell me what am i going to smash today
1: okay Mm -hmm.
5: and vivek ramaswamy that's what i want him doing dried shotgun he's like in a peter navarro kind of way and you won't know until after you hear the interview you just won't know it you -hmm. just won't know it well all right so
3: we had a conversation let me me
5: play this go ahead
3: well we had really quick we had a conversation this morning with Karen. And, you know, we all collectively agree about Vivek Ramaswamy. But let me finish.
5: I don't do collectively agree,
3: but go ahead. Uh, no, but the three of us do. And it's not. Oh, us three. Yeah. I thought you meant our audience. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, not yet. <laughs> but it is about the audience. This interview isn't so much about Vivek Ramaswamy as it is about how people will perceive it and take it. And Listen. We have people who are in various uh, stages of waking up to reality, Yeah. right? Oh yeah. We really do. Uh, This is something very new for people. And because they have been fooled for so very long, people are not as willing. And I've been there and I'm still there and I'm there still. And it's a very healthy place to be they've been fooled brainwashed uh mind controlled by these politicians for decades and decades and people are feeling that they're still feeling it so when they get on board with somebody like ramaswamy and then they start doing just a little bit of digging and research on him and they see that he's connected and made his millions through the big pharmacy right pharmaceutical companies and 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 he's connected to Klaus Schwab and he's connected connected to the World Economic Forum, people are like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not doing that to me again. And I think that's a very healthy place to be. So he's got a long road to be able to convince people that he's not that person anymore and that Mm -hmm. he literally went against them to do what he's doing and have us believe it. You know, and and I think it's very, very healthy for people.
5: Deb Jordan, yes, you're right. We're going to have the discussion after the play, but I have to do a couple things. Mm -hmm. Number one, we are featured front page on Rumble, and I want to thank everybody because it's a big, big, big news headline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Iran has attacked U.S. troops. What's going on about this? We're going to dig into this. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got the media that's suppressing it. Uh, We have the Pentagon that's suppressing this information. Upwards of 20 of our troops have suffered injuries in the Pentagon, and this is last week. Yeah. They've been launching drone strikes against our troops and the Pentagon is suppressing the information. Uh, Several people are now questioning why the U.S. injuries were not reported at the time of the attacks. Why? because joe biden is at the beach okay mm-hmm. craziest thing i've ever seen
3: yeah isn't Cra- it
5: you know actually if you were to really uh, like fake being a president like he is right mm-hmm. like it, you'd say oh i'm going down to the situation room really important stuff and then go take a nap you know you know what i mean <laughs> right. like nobody yeah. will see you right right like fake it
3: this guy goes to the beach mm-hmm. they got pictures of him. At the beach. Hey, listen, I remember when my parents were, were uh, his age and quite honestly, uh, Donald Trump's age, uh, they took naps. They had to. And, and, you know, two very active people when they were younger, uh, you know, I mean, they they had to pace themselves and rest themselves. So you can bet that he is doing that, you know. Donald Trump is kind of like an anomaly. Everybody was like, for a man in his seventies, he was tough to keep up with, you know. But, but here,
5: so here it is, and then we're going to get 80s to it. May please, be different. please, I got, I got to keep moving on. Seriously, it's Go. a three-hour Go, show. Goes, I got goes, goes, four goes. hours worth of material. Uh, uh, please don't send me hate mail because I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm kicking. I mean, you understand? I'm a clock Nazi, right? I understand. Um, two dozen American military personnel uh were wounded last week in a series of drone attacks at american bases in syria uh as well as iraq uh pentagon confirmed the attacks last last week but the number of casualties was not previously disclosed they're suppressing Uh this information Uh um so we're going to cover that we're going to cover the fake news, we're gonna cover NewsGuard that is now committed publicly to making sure they stop misinformation. I sent him a message, I said, one day you'll wake up and realize that nobody cares about what you're doing about misinformation, and I said, in fact, everyone that you attack and target for putting out misinformation, I go to them as my trusted news source. Mm -hmm. Anyone you identify, I go to them. And and anybody that you're attacking, it's like a dunce cap, you know? Let me know who you're attacking. We got the mainstream media putting out information. Um, You you know, can can you imagine when you're in the Marine Corps, okay? but Oh my God, are you kidding me? (laughs) You need to go to the Marine Corps. No, come over here. Come over here. If you shut up, I'll give you a treat. Come here. Come here, Callie. Callie, you want a treat? <laughs> hold on a second. Everyone wants stay right there. Callie, come here. First of all, I need you. Huh? <laughs> she chewed my dry erase marker. Oh, First
3: did all, she? Yeah, she did. Mm, how'd she get a oh, hold, she hold of that? Marcus? Oh, my God. (laughs) She's like, you're going to put me on camera. She doesn't have her makeup on. She's so cute, you guys. She just got groomed the other day. (laughs) Oh, man, she's a sweetheart.
5: I'm sure everyone your belly. Say hi. Oh, what's in there? Come here. Come here, Gidgey. Gidge, Gidge. Gigi. Hi, Callie, Callie, O'Malley. Come here, Gidge. Wanna treat? Come here. Here you go. Come on. Oh, she thinks I'm gonna pick her up too.
3: No, she doesn't want that.
5: Here's here's Callie. Kalaruski. Let me kiss. (laughs) Kiss me. Kiss me. No. Kiss me. She's the
1: sweetest girl
3: ever. It's a kiss. <laughs> it's the only way you can get her to do it. Yeah. No, actually, she's super affectionate, almost too much.
5: I like the way you chew with your mouth open. You're the only <laughs> girl that's ever done that that I've never complained. Uh, okay. Say bye. Say bye, everyone. Nice eyelashes. Oh, I love you too. I love you too. Oh, my goodness. Why does your breath smell like Gidget's ass? <laughs> Just kidding. Come here. Just kidding. Uh, she's a sweetheart. You're my lovey-dovey. <gasps> Watch! Oh, my goodness.
3: I okay. Got him going. All
5: right, go. Anyways, so there we are. We have this situation. Oh, we always keep these under your desk. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, our top news headlines. Look at... I've got a bunch of them right here. We're going to get to it. We do have to talk about this 1776 moment worldwide is what you're about to hear. I'm all about that. What about you guys? If you are about smashing the entire globalist regime into smithereens, becoming ungovernable, all right, doing the exact opposite of everything that these monarchs tell us because they they don't think that we have the capabilities to think and breathe for ourselves. So they got to put us under a little ventilation system, right? Mm. If you think that we should smash the system, you did it yesterday. I'm going to use the rumble button, okay, as a voting mechanism. You know why? Because I said, hey, everybody, if you want to abolish the CIA and launch a drum strike against Langley, Virginia, click that rumble button. And guess what happened? 700 people click. I mean, we had 80,000 people that didn't, okay? Uh, but this is what I want you guys to do. If you think that we need to smash the globalist regime, the monarchy, by becoming ungovernable, I want you to show that thing because these globalists, I'm telling you, these people are looking at it. I'm going to contact a couple of people today. I'm going to make one of my exceptionally famous telephone calls to a U.S. attorney. I'm gonna call a U.S. attorney today. Last time I did that, I was uh, on the Jumbotron. Uh, They said I was threatening Frank Papagni, right? I remember. I'm not gonna threaten, but wait till you hear what these U.S. attorneys are doing. And you're also gonna hear about lawfare. You're gonna hear Rivik (laughs) Vivaswamy, okay? Yeah. By the way, I, I don't think he he cannot compete with President Trump, and I think he knows that. He just, he just won't be able to. Um, mm-hmm. He's not presidential material, but he is definitely presidential advisory material for the following reasons. I want him to have a sledgehammer. But Alex Jones, the best interview that he's done, and you're about to hear it right now, I think... I hope.
1: hmm
4: They censor you. Okay, hold on. You, and they platform you. They can then steal your identity. Here we go. And misrepresent what you've said and done and then build a straw man and transferring the power themselves. That's the new world order. That's global. It's actually the old world order. It is, you're right.
2: It's really just the old world order in new world clothing. Don't let anybody hold you back. Amen. <laughs> hey just do it. The presidential candidate Ramaswamy. To make Ramaswamy a Republican running for president. We should not be apologetic to stand up I was not going to truth. play this, Let's talk ladies truth. and gentlemen. I'm talking today to somebody who I'm meeting for the first time. I met him a few minutes ago for the first time. I actually don't know a lot about him. The number one thing I know about him is that everybody has told me not to talk to him. <laughs> which is what made me want to actually sit down and talk to him. woo the United States of America were founded Love on free speech and open debate. It's in the First Amendment for a reason. And so, you know what? It's wrong that we become a culture that wants to censor free speech and open debate. And I think that part of the American way of life is we don't just embrace moderate ideals. That is an extreme idea. The idea that you get to speak your mind as long as I get to in return. That's a wild idea. For most of human history, it was done the other way. And that's what makes America great. That's what makes America itself. And so if somebody tells me, don't listen to this person, my reaction is, you know what? I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to keep an open mind and hear what every person has to say because I'm a human being. Each of us as Americans is a human being. We can judge for ourselves what we believe the actual right way forward is for our country. So with that said, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. I'm excited about it. Alex Jones, it's good to see you, man. Vivek, thanks for doing this because when they censor you and deplatform you, they can then
4: steal your identity and misrepresent what you've said and done and then build a straw man. Yeah. And that's why they fight so hard. 99% of the things they say about me aren't true. They never show a clip. They just say, I've done these things I haven't done. And it, it reminds me of them saying that Trump said, after uh, the thing that happened uh, in Virginia, in Charlottesville, that he said, Hispanics are horrible criminals, bad people. He didn't say that. He said, they're wonderful, good people, but there are also a lot of bad people coming across the border. They wouldn't show the clip. They would just say he said that, but he had a big enough bully pulpit to override that. And so it doubled the number of Hispanics when he first got elected towards the end of his yeah. uh, uh, first term, who understood that, that it was a lie and they then embraced him because of that, but that was because he could show them the actual clip, show them that, that there'd been a lie. I'm not as big as Trump. I'm probably like 5% of the uh, And so I have been successfully in many ways uh, d- destroyed. I mean, they built another Alex Jones It's not me, and that's why they say don't ever interview Alex Jones, because they're going to hear something that probably most people are going to agree with. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting.
2: I th- think that I mean i wouldn't be here if it weren't for the fact that you know if somebody came up i don't know if it was someone from your team or someone who's part of your you know one of your followers or something suggested it and i said okay well several people say to suggest talk to this guy let's see if that's something we're open to and then the reaction that i get is no no no, no. this is a guy you don't want to talk to it's gonna be politically toxic for you and my view is no 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 we're the united states of america so i have no idea if i'm gonna agree with everything you're going to say or not but well I mean, here's your comeback. I'm about
4: this. Yeah. Here's your comeback. Lester Holt last week did a really important interview or 2 weeks ago with the Ayatollah uh, Khomeini, the, <laughs> the, the the leader of Iran now. That guy is praising the attacks on Israel. It's terrible. Uh-huh. I think he's a bad this guy. This is a great point. Khomeini's right right not here. a good guy. Doesn't mean I want World War III with, with him either in Hezbollah. Amen. Who's got sleeper cells in America on our open border, but that said, everybody doesn't attack Lester Holt interviewing the leader of Iran, right? The the, the religious dictator Okay, so uh, you see Hamas publishing videos of kidnapping Israelis, killing Israelis, dead bodies, whole houses shot up with dead families. That's posted on Twitter. That's okay. Uh, I actually think that's, I mean, I guess free speech, as long as it has an advisory on it, the kids don't see it. Okay, it's horrible. First Amendment, I don't agree with it, but I understand it needs to be shown. That's where I'm at, is free speech and open debate. I haven't killed anybody. I'm not storming Israeli towns and murdering people in mass or coming on, you know, powered hang gliders, slaughtering people, but they don't want this to be heard because when I see your message, and I'm not kissing your ass, it's just true, you are the most informed and the leads to attack you, which is true. Geopolitically, you name it, compared to anybody I've ever basically interviewed it, and Tucker Carlson's super smart uh, and I would say he has more charisma, but he, he, he's a close second. Your grasp, because I see the random questions you're asked, of just a wide spectrum of things is amazing. And you're understanding that America, the idea of a free market competitive culture is something the globalists can't have because they have a competing corporate uh, oligarchy or or, 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 or tyranny and, 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 and cashless society social credit score they're setting up with the ESGs. Right. And that's the potential of America is so powerful because people aspire to that america has to be wiped out the political correctness and all the rest of it so that the whole world can be leveled down to one giant third world population black rock and the mega corporations can exploit and control and quote control our behavior as larry fink said so congratulations on the you, work man. you've done uh the number one candidate i support is donald trump if something happened to him i would support you uh, for president and i'm very very impressed a lot of people say well five years ago his views were a little bit different well so w- were mine and so people say, well, he wasn't perfect in the past. Well, I'm not perfect today. We have to be ready as the world awakens to the real political system or to have converts to liberty and freedom in Americana. And, and, and so the fact that you are a leading light, really promoting the truth is amazing. And the few people that criticize you saying, well, you know, he, you know, he just showed up on the scene. Well, that's, that, 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 that's what happens with innovation and ideas. Of course, you didn't just show up on the scene, but exploded on the national scene. And so I really appreciate your campaign. I think it's the best thing out there when you watch these Republican debates. All right, Deb Jordan,
5: uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Are uh-huh. you uh, are you looking in the threads right now? I am. I'm going to open up our, my chat room here, which is going to be right in front of me. I've got this this new screen where I can okay, see but you're your not, chat and But commentary. you're not
3: allowed to comment. I'm not going to comment. What people are okay? saying.
5: But here's the deal, all right? You mm-hmm. haven't heard the full interview. Mm-hmm. I, I I will speak my commentary and my opinion based on what I heard. Mm-hmm. But I went into this interview with a preconceived whatever it is that's being said in the chat room right now. It's like like, ah, I don't want to. You know, I want to listen to Alex Jones. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, any opportunity he gets to go on big shows and talk with big yeah. personalities mm-hmm. and he gets millions of views. That's great. I want that for for Alex. That's why I haven't pestered him to come on my show. I want him going out there on Tucker, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I was listening to Alex Jones, and I yeah. had to gut it up and listen to the Vivek Super Swami. <laughs>
3: it's super swampy
5: and I'm telling you, by the time I got done with it, I'm going to tell you what my opinion was, but you have to do the same. I, I, I would say that I was unqualified to make any I was unqualified to speak about Vivek Ramaswamy uh, before I had a chance to listen to this. So do the Mm -hmm. same, please. Do the same. This is important. This is an important discussion right here.
3: I think he's, uh, you know, Ramaswamy is very unpopular with with the voters Trump needs to send him over the top. But... You know, this morning when you told me that you were gonna play this interview, I'm gonna play. I give you a little pushback. And 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 again, for those people who missed it, you know, we're uh, at a and place
4: build straw man mm. and transferring the pa- we're at
3: a place right now. Um, as in a lot you know, I mean we've been at this for ten years, so but uh, or twelve now. Um, People are at a place at different stages of of waking up to the delusion that our government and these politicians have have pushed on us for for decades and decades. Right, where people are now learning things that were back in the '60s and '50s in their childhood were not what they thought they were. So, of course, people. I think. I think it's good that people have a healthy. A very healthy...
5: Uh, uh,
3: Back in the 60s. I'm sorry. That's okay.
5: Dose of... Are we... uh, Is our volume way up there or what?
3: I don't know. It is in my ears. How does the... uh,
5: Turn your volume down in your ears.
3: People have been Uh, fooled so long, Pete, that they just don't... How's the audio
5: on uh, on Rumble right now? How's the audio on Rumble right now? Okay, good. Just want to make sure. Very quickly. Go ahead. Uh- mm-hmm.
3: And I mean, you know, he's he's connected to George Soros. He took money from the Soros Foundation, from the World Economic Forum, Forum uh, Schwab, all of those things. And now he's talking a whole totally different game. It does not mean that I'm not willing to listen to what he has to say. Right. Because Bill Cooper told us, and I believe this, it's like one of my credos. Um, you listen to and read everything that you can get your hands on research it yourself and then come to your own conclusion
5: trust absolutely nobody
3: and and yeah. to make it perfectly clear alex jones didn't interview Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy is interviewing alex jones
5: uh thank you navy cpo rich thank you uh, very much me. all right here we go
3: so let's listen let's let's just listen and we have we'll to. do the research ourselves right
5: we, we, we have to because I literally probably about, um, I would say 50% of the way through it, um, I took my preconceived notions and I said, wow, I had something stuck in my head about this guy and I'm literally loving everything that he's saying. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rude. Hold on. Hold on a second. Sometimes Twitter does that.
4: Steal your identity. So congratulations on the work you've done. Uh, The number one candidate I support is Donald Trump. If something happened to him, I would support you uh, for president. And I'm very, very impressed. A lot of people say, well, five years ago, his views were a little bit different. Well, so were mine. And, And so people say, well, he wasn't perfect in the past. Well, I'm... Not perfect today. We have to be ready as the world awakens to the real political system, or to have converts to liberty and freedom in Americana. and Americana. And and so the fact that you are a leading light, really promoting the truth, is amazing. And the few people that criticize you, saying, "Well, you know, he you know, he just showed up on the scene," well, that's that, that that that's what happens with innovation and ideas. Of course, you didn't just show up on the scene, but exploded on the national scene and so I really appreciate your campaign I think it's the best thing out there when you watch these Republican debates they're unwatchable except for you my listeners all agree uh the, 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 the crew all agrees that why don't we just have you up there for two hours instead? because if there's nothing but talking points and canned garbage from the rest of them because I can tell you run your campaign all the rest of these people are told what to say
2: and and, and they're looking at polls and numbers and it's 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 synthetic with you it's real puppets and that's not even their fault actually i've realized at first i would think i'm running against these other candidates they're puppets of a broken super pack puppet master system that's just the state of american politics today and my view is you know if you look at some of the stuff that i've written in my books my first you know book woke inc even years ago I agree with 90, still 99% of what I said, but I've moved a little bit. And that's good. We're human beings. That's why I'm having this conversation. That's why people listen to contrary voices is we're human beings, not partisan hacks. Well, exactly. The world's got to respond to information and think about it and evolve our views. That's what it means to be a thinking human being, at least to me. Well, and the globalists have come out in the open. Yeah. Uh,
4: I mean, I was talking to Tucker Carlson just the other day. I went and visited him in Maine, and we did some hunting and stuff, and... He was like, man, I'm more radical than you now. We were sitting there talking because <laughs> the world, it's out in the open. The globalists have taken the mask off. Yeah. So I know you've been a pro-freedom of speech, liberty guy yeah. for a decade or more. All I'm saying is what you say is dead on. I mean, I sit there and I watch it and I go, gosh, I wish I could nail it. And I'm not kissing your ass. It's true. I appreciate uh, by it.
5: By the way, uh, if you're going to judge him because he voted for mm-hmm. Obama, mm-hmm. you're tuned into the wrong talk show. Okay. (laughs) because I got stupid too. voted for Obama. I got so upset with Bush Mm -hmm. as a conservative Republican who quadrupled, you know, our spending. He Mm -hmm. was not even close to. And then the Iraq war and all of that. And and I voted for Barack Obama. Um, But 90 days later, I wanted my vote back when I saw all of his executive orders.
4: Nail it, nail it, nail it. And regardless of what happens, we need people like you. Uh, you know, at at the top of government that actually know the subjects and aren't just getting talking points from the donor class. Yeah. So so
2: let's just since we're meeting for the first time, just a few minutes. I mean, your audience is probably very well familiar with this, but in your own words, it's just to hear it without. I didn't Google any of this beforehand, etc. I don't want to be biased. Mm-hmm. What's your journey to the views that you have now? I mean, what gets you this going? This right if here, here is ambition. Epic. You're clearly if passionate, you like Alex I Jones. Want to revive? The essence of our founding ideals of the free exchange of ideas, not be controlled in a way that impedes the sovereignty of the United States. I of these topics animate you, but what personally got you to that place, right? I had a lot of family uh, that worked uh, in the sharp end of the stick in U.S.
4: intelligence, and they never really told me any of the classified or secret stuff. But my uncle
2: was high level. I ran Contra and a bunch of other stuff. And- oh, really? So I wouldn't have ever guessed that. You, you're- what, parents or uncles. Just a lot of people. Okay, a lot of people in your family were in U.S. intelligence.
4: Well, you know, back during the '70s, '80s, and stuff before they went from Humet to electronic intelligence, it was a mobilization of the population against the Russians and others. Yeah. And 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 so yeah, I mean, I had a lot of family. I went to a Marine. It was like a soldier of fortune convention, and, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 they would just talk about. What the government was doing, what was going on. They were patriots. But yeah. just like we see all these whistleblowers now, in the government. Uh, they didn't like what was happening. So it's not even that the government's our enemy, it's that criminals at the top have, have basically captured it. So when you're a child growing up hearing all this, I, I just kind of absorbed it. I wasn't even really listening to it until later I realized how true it was. And then I started to go to college a little bit. But I was already very successful in business by the time I was like 19 as a salesman. Uh, and boom. Uh, I saw really this anti American uh, race based brainwashing that we see out in the open now, but was going on here in Austin on college campuses. And so I decided. And when well, was this? Just so we tracked uh, time. This is in about 1993. Okay. And I've been on air since 1994, officially 95. Okay.
2: But you were a salesman before that. You started college. Where was college? Where was that at? I was with to local community college. Here Austin. in Austin? Yeah, I was figuring out what I wanted to do. Here in Austin. Yep. Okay, uh, I gotta take a break.
5: I'm mm-hmm. looking at the chat and everybody, we knew what this was gonna happen. You weren't allowed to, to comment on looking. the chat. Uh, no, I, I'm, this is what I'm commenting on, you ready? Mm-hmm. I had the same exact opinion, R- like right about here. I'm listening to Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones' side is epic when you hear this, okay? Um, just do me a favor, okay? I'm gonna comment at the end of the interview. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share my opinion. Uh, I, I want you to stay focused on the following principles. Bill Cooper said, trust absolutely nobody. Okay? We're not going to trust anybody. Listen to and read everything you, you can get your hands on. Um, and guess what? I made the mistake of prejudging the guy. Okay? Based mm-hmm. on cursory stuff. I have never listened to <clears throat> Vivek for an hour. Ever. And I didn't. Right. And I'll tell you what, I changed
1: uh-huh.
5: uh, my opinion for the reasons that I'll describe after you hear it as well. And then if you disagree with me after you after you hear it, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm pushing this guy on anybody. I, you know what, even if we steal all of the words that he speaks, that's great. Um, I passed judgment on the guy. Uh-huh. I literally thought the same things, like everyone's they like, were. F- 10 minutes into it, and everybody's like, blah, 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 and Soros, and biomedical, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, we're literally regurgitating all the um, operational or the uh, oppositional research stuff
1: mm-hmm.
5: that they're putting out there against the guy, all right? We're just regurgitating all the stuff. Just do me a favor. Just listen uh, and and bear with me, and then mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm wrong, <clears throat> I couldn't care less what you say. But if I'm wrong, then express your
2: opinion. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, but you were already a successful salesman, so then you decided to find your way out of college. Yeah, I had jobs when I was a kid. My dad.
5: Oh my God! I'm not falling for anything, Ms. i I'm not falling. I didn't say fell for anything.
3: <laughs> I told you, it, this is a hard sell.
5: It's, I'm not selling.
3: No, 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 no. I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy and Alex Jones together. Okay.
5: I'm not selling anything. Because, Mm -hmm.
3: well, because people are already, have already decided they have the internet, they have their own minds, they've done their research on this guy, and they do not like him.
5: Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have some things to overcome.
3: He, he, Joanne EV,
5: $100. Thank you, Pete Deb, and crew praying for Owen. Absolutely. We're going to talk about Owen too. Thank you. Yeah, um, we're gonna talk about on the, the
3: yeah. reason being because he has all of those things so attached to him, and he has not been in the proving grounds yet, and people are just not willing to trust somebody that they do not know, like him. Now, listen, I, I would probably venture to say that Donald Trump was friends with Obama. He was definitely friends with Hillary. He oh actually supported her. Back in the day, but we have forgiven that of him because let me tell you why. Because he's been through the proving grounds. Pete, this is important. The, I need
5: to shut the chat down. This guy, this person that did, won't even use their real name, okay, mm-hmm. says like if that person's really credible. I told online, you
3: not to have the chat. Thinking,
5: Pete's taking a hit to his credit. I haven't even said anything yet. You freaking idiot. Mm -hmm. I haven't said anything. Well, this is
3: somebody who doesn't think you're credible anyway to begin with. But but this is a person who has a fake
5: name. What kind of credibility is that? You know what I mean? All
3: right. I told you not to do that. I haven't said anything. Yeah.
5: God, I don't go by the freaking mob, you ding-a-ling. Then don't go by them. Turn the chat off. Jeez, man. I didn't express my opinion until (sighs) after I played the thing. I can't even get through it because of the freaking mob.
3: I told you not to have the chat
5: up. I'm going to shut the chat down.
3: That's a good idea.
5: You guys got us in this mess. Okay, you think I'm going to go by what you guys say? Right? Mm -hmm. The freaking fake people on the internet think they got it solved.
3: Here's what Pete is trying to tell everybody. He listened to this interview with an open mind.
5: And then, No, I did not. I actually prejudged the guy. I didn't like Vivek. But you listened to it. I couldn't stop listening to it for the full hour. Mm Mm-hmm. I literally went into the thing with the same stupid attitude mm-hmm. that this uh, sick of the stupid dude is. No, I said, I'm going to shut the chat down as in, I'm going to shut the chat down. All right. By the way, I can turn the show off if I want to and go off to the corner and go for a poll. <laughs> you know, Pete, you're losing credibility. Oh, okay. get out of there. Oh my God. There's a what? A high pitch sound in Deb's mic. I did that on purpose, just to annoy that uh, that troll.
4: There you go. Yeah. Thank you. We're successful. Thank you. And uh, I would say I want a new shoes. I want, you know, to I, I, I want to get a new wakeboard. You know, we're living in the lake, and, and my dad would say, "Well, they're going get a job." So from the time I was about 13, uh, I had uh, jobs, and then uh, I, I got into different sales. Uh, But the biggest thing is I was selling gym memberships and stuff when I was 18. I was making $150,000 a year, $200,000 a year. Then I was going to community college, figuring out I wanted to go to Maine College. And it was just insane. I went and sat in on some UT courses on RTF, radio, television, films. I thought I might want to do that because I wanted to be politically involved. They were teaching 20 year old stuff. I was like, you're not talking about the internet, these classes. Why am I here? Like, well, first you got to take all these other classes. So I started out on Access TV uh, in 1994, got my own show in 95, got a website in 97, got a local radio show in 96. Uh, called up satellite companies, bought the equipment, the station let me put in the connection to the satellite, syndicated myself. When and
2: I you're in your early 20s, doing, just decided you're going to do all
4: this Syndicated yourself. myself at 22, got on suddenly like 50 something radio stations. Vivek had no idea. Get the national news immediately. Uh, decided, instead of selling coffee What mums, were you talking about? Well, instead of selling coffee mugs and like newsletters like other talk shows did to uh, supplement their income, I said, I'm going to make films. And so i would go and show the u.n taking over the national parks and show the u.n signs and show what that treaty meant that it was taking control of u.s uh, land under u.n treaties kind of yeah. like the u.n uh, you know treaty on uh health and, and things that's happening right now and so i just basically exploded uh onto the underground scene with conservatives and uh, people that were aware of what was going on and in about 1996 i was already reaching millions of people and so it's been a long, long-term operation. 29 years on air, ever since. Absolutely, we've uh, you know 9/11 happened, and I and I questioned 9/11, and I was on almost 200 radio stations. I've been offered you know by major. Angie, you're gonna you know, have to take NX care of that. Style deal. James Glenn Beck took that deal. Nothing against him. You know, overall, great guy, really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went from uh, almost 200 affiliates to 30 something affiliates in one month when 9/11 happened. And I wasn't for radical Islam, and I believe Islamists were involved, but I knew about the NORAD stand down. I knew about building seven. I knew about a lot of the stuff that I, that I was talking Only
3: the real hardcore that
4: ones, on, okay. That, that, that they knew it was coming, bare minimum. Kind of like I'm against the attack on Israel, and, and Hamas is terrible, but something like 85% in major polls of the Israelis think the government knew and let it happen now. Uh, so it was the same thing, but when I said that then, the radio network owners I was on, uh, GCN uh, came to me and they said, listen, we just lost 50 affiliates today. They're all going to dump you if you don't stop. I said, well, it's the truth. I'm going to keep questioning it. So that just shows I never did this for, for for monetary gain or or just to be popular, though. I do need monetary operations to fund my operation and be free and independent. I'm not for sale. Uh, and so I've already been up and down. That's why they deplatformed de- de- me and things and thought I would just give up. I didn't. I started out on Access Television. Uh, and so uh, I've, I've, I've started from the very, you know, mail room of media. And I've, you know, at one point in 17, much bigger show than Rush Limbaugh, much bigger show than Joe Rogan. Undoubtedly the, the number one independent, or not even independent, media show uh, in the country, over 30 million viewers and listeners. Uh, 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 2016, 2017. Yeah, okay. And then that's when they platformed because I was just number one. I mean, right. every day over 25 million listeners, conservatively. Uh, and so that's when they said, well, we got to stop this guy. And then that's when the attacks came. But I've survived that. And now we're, we've rebuilt in many ways. So we're stronger than ever. We're definitely more influential.
2: Yeah. Well, you said motivation's not monetary. I do find that people who are successful, I can see you're passionate. What is that mission? What is it that calls you? I mean, you've been doing this now for two decades now. You're clearly called by something. What is it? Well,
4: when I was at. I mean, five, six, seven years old, fr- friends and family would come to the house about have we be playing chess with them or poker. I'd hear all these guys, FBI agents, army colonels, spooks uh, talking about the new world order and the global government getting rid of the border and selling out America uh, and this plan for regional governments, this plan for a computer to run everything. And then as I got older, I, I started seeing that in publications being pushed by the media. And then I read books by David Rockefeller and Henry Kissinger and, and, and really... For a few years when I got out of high school to actually go to the UT library and actually pull up the microfilm. They're like, they would have the head librarian come out and say, we've never seen a young person come and ask for this to be pulled. Why are you looking up the New York Times? And they, they weren't upset. They thought it was cool. There I was reading the New York Times, in the 1970s. They had Rockefeller praising Mao Zedong and saying, we need that here in America. Mao Zedong was the greatest mass murder in history. A uh, triple Hitler and, and, and Stalin killed, more than what both men killed uh, uh, combined. So... I really started reading their plans for global government, cashless society, uh, depopulation, the club of Rome. I learned about the Bilderberg group. Uh, I learned about Bohemian Grove and all these weird rituals and things. But I said, well, let me see if this is real. So you know, in 2000, I snuck in there. Uh, and sure enough, right when they said the ritual happened, they did this weird, document sacrifice, Faustian slash Babylonian, Canaanite, uh, you know, Moloch ritual. And, and, and so it, it was really the adventure of it and the, the mystery of it, being told this when I was growing up, kind of ignoring it, then seeing a lot of what I was told come true, and then getting into the books of the establishment, but also reading books that were countering it, and saying, I want to find out uh, if this is true. I want to find out if they're really doing this. I want to find out uh, if, I mean, I remember they had all these military drills all over Texas, country with black helicopters in the mid-90s. And when people would talk about it, they'd say that doesn't exist. So we got tips from the military, went and caught it on footage of them. You know, they covertly lease a building was going to be demolished later. And then they basically attack it and blow it up. and do They're training, it's okay. They need new training grounds. But then they would deny in the little town where it happened or big city that it just happened. So by then we were catching it on video Whereas if people had caught it on video before, there wasn't really web streaming of video. 96, 97, 98, that was all coming on board. And so we would go catch footage of that. So, I mean, it was really like ghost hunting, but hunting real ghost. And, and and so I was basically doing private, independent, pro-American intelligence work for the people. And it was just super exciting. And because I was so prominent early on, I was on shortwave and satellite and a bunch of radio stations. All these old timers sent me stuff. And I mean, the former head of the FBI in L.A. would come on the show and advise me. And General Benton K. Parton, the former head of the Air Force weapons Development, would come on. And so I really, starting in about 96, 97, got the brain trust of all these heavy hitters who were on their own dime would fly to Austin or drive in their RVs. The former head of the Star Wars program, Dr. Bob Bowman, they'd get in their RVs and drive from wherever they lived. And sometimes they'd stay at my house and we do a week on air, them just data dumping because they've been trying to write books and magazine articles and little obscure things. And so I was thrown right in the middle of this excitement. It was interesting and it was fun. And back then it was more academic. Yeah, the globalists were getting a lot of things done, but I'd read stuff in the mid-90s about they plan to ban beef and they plan to have a carbon credit and they plan to track everywhere you go with switches in your cars. And, you know, they plan to listen to you through microphones in your cable box. And then we bust a cable box open with an engineer on my local TV show and there'd be the microphone schematics and, and mm-hmm. just, and of course now they're like, oh, that's voice analysis. That's a voice prompt, but they didn't tell you for a decade that was in there. So, <laughs> so, so it was, it was just so exciting to be in a war in my own country against these multinational corporations that wanted to take America over. And so I was always saying, is it real? Is it real? And I gotta tell you 95% of what the old timers told me these old timers were just like my uncle, just like some other family, what they've been telling me, but a lot of these guys were even higher up in it. And so I learned from people that were on the inside, what was going on. So I had a long education over the last 29 years. This has really been an education. And, and so I just get deeper and deeper into my understanding of how it all interconnects.
2: What I'm hearing is the story of a journalist. Yes. A guy who's curious, records things, describes them, and, and, and shares them with people. Now, let me ask a question. I'll tell you where I'm going with this. You're, you're in this to seek underlying truth that other people aren't getting to. That's the, what I'm hearing you tell you. The story. Now, once in a while, that means you're going to find something that looks like it's going to be one way. It wasn't exactly the way you thought. And so maybe you were wrong. I've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And and so what do you what do you do in that scenario? Let's say you're a journalist because I know how I know how mainstream media deals with it right now, (laughs) that's a different way they sweep it under the rug. Let's say you're wrong and you just you realize that you had one thesis and you were getting to the bottom of it, but then you get to the hard facts and you say, hey, you were wrong about it. Give me give me an example of where that happened. I think that's kind of interesting well, to hear well, you talk about.
4: Also, what I've noticed is they've had a lot of national TV characters like Homeland and the, and the newer X Files on 2016, where they admit it's based on me. And, oh, really? And, and, and Homeland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and a bunch of them. You look, you look it up, uh, and they'll they'll create the straw man where I'm lying on purpose and I'm getting things wrong on purpose. I never meant I'm wrong. I always, when I th- said I thought I knew something, and I was wrong. I always admitted it. And so, give me an example. In the case of Sandy Hook, long before they sued me, long before they came after me, I barely talked about it. You look at my live as a timeline. At first, I thought it was official and thought it happened. Then some professors and people came out with a bunch of anomalies and thought it might have been staged. It's like people are questioning whether Hamas cut babies' heads off right now. You know, that's the big thing going on. And I, and I don't think there's really proof to that. But they, they blow them up, they shoot them. It's the same thing. Uh, so, so now people are on Twitter saying, oh, we need to sue the people that said they cut babies' heads off only to sue the people that say it didn't happen because you're not allowed to debate well, was Jesse Smollett really attacked which we now know that was fake uh, or you know so many of these other events like operation Northwoods and things where the government did plan to do atrocities or did plan to stage atrocities and blame on an enemy and so with that I I started saying oh two or three years before I got sued I said I don't want to talk about this I think the people that said this it turns out are lunatics I think the info they put out there they were professors and 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 School safety experts. I found some of what they said the anomalies wasn't true. I think school shootings happen, and because every time there was a school shooting, people would say Alex Jones is saying this isn't happening. Whether it was Parkland, any of that. Like, no, I think this is happening. And then the media and the system went, oh, he's weak on that because they would never, they would sweep it the rug if they were wrong. Let's get him. So then they, re- then they resurrected it. I was he platform for other stuff. You look it up. Then they resurrected it. And then blew up a straw man of things I didn't say or do with no proof. I went to their houses, sent people to their houses, peed on graves, n- no proof. Then they sue me. They get all the discovery. Did
2: you ever do any of those things? No, of course not. There's never oh, done. Uh, no, yeah. no, of course not. Yeah. never even been to Connecticut until I was there for court. So so where are they getting this, this kind of nonsense um, to make it up?
4: I mean, that's all the thing is I was, I, I cover stories and then I move on. So I'd done they introduced in court, like 22 minutes of video me over 10 years, uh, that was it. Um, it, was not, it was not something we made money off of. It was not something that was even a big deal. They had like one debate where somebody thought it happened, didn't thought it happened to newspaper editors. Uh, callers were calling about it sometimes. It was a big viral story up front. People questioned it like 11 years ago. I didn't get sued for like six you know, years later. Until long after you had already said, hey, I wasn't necessarily right on that. Oh, I, mean, I mean, I said, I thought, I mean, I think, happen I think it happened
2: and I mean if people track this it's just amazing how it works so you you, you it's interesting so this is after years later after you admitted you were wrong on that they chose to come after yes and then the judges in Texas and Connecticut defaulted me
4: which is supposed to be if you never show up for court and you're not there they can default you. and they and this is all on the record just like the Trump That's judge they passed a law in New York so it's not called a default but it's the same thing the judge doesn't give him a jury and the judge has found Trump in the real estate uh, fraud case has found him guilty. Got the loans, paid the loans, obviously our logo is not worth 18 million, it's worth hundreds of millions. The judge says, no, it's not, I find that fraud. And the uh, appeals court had to block him taking his hotels and golf courses in New York. One judge, no jury, said, I'm taking everything you've got in New York and we're going to take more stuff outside the state. And J- Trump said, I would like a jury trial and they said, no. So. I had a jury trial but they found me guilty the judge did and they would not let us put on evidence it it was only a trial on damages they put on a financial expert and said he's worth 400 million dollars i had like three million dollars in the bank at the time for emergency backup money that's gone now and then they put me through they told the bankruptcy court that i had all this money of course proven i told the truth obviously i go to jail if i lied there and they don't care because they said we want to take him off the air we want to silence him. We want to end his free speech. These are quotes that they said in Connecticut, in the court, outside the court, and in Texas, inside the court. So I, I, mean, I want to move on from that because there's bigger things than me. But this weaponization of the judiciary, uh, Giuliani was uh, basically defaulted in New York because there wasn't evidence they were asking for. It. The judges said, you're guilty. Uh, Fox in its uh, January 16th. What is this defaulting business? They have in law. What does that mean? uh, Default means it's called. It's It's called the death (laughs) penalty. You shouldn't It's it's not supposed to be used.
2: But I don't know about it.
4: it. It's called a death penalty sanction. Okay. And so if they say you don't participate in a civil trial, the judge can find you guilty by default. You still have to have a trial on the damages. They didn't even give me a real trial on the damages. So this is a fraud on America and is very dangerous. And they're defaulting people across the board now. Uh, if you don't show up yeah but i did and then they, and with me they said well you didn't give us the discovery because it didn't exist they said show us the marketing material for standing i don't do marketing material for shows i look yeah. at a bunch of news articles some video clips i go on there. i didn't do a, 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 so a marketing study with you for this this is this is new to we talked for two I'm minutes kind of, we talked of, for two minutes before
2: we went on there right you um, maybe two minutes a minute you know yeah, yeah. a minute and a half he yeah. walks in boom, yeah uh sits down Let's get uh, on there yeah um, but no, 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 no. This is new The judge
4: deal. says, "Give me the marketing material. Vivek, <laughs> okay. tell me about your plan with Alex. Tell me about the the, the secret uh, plans you guys had in this thing. All the marketing, all the Google Analytics. Tell me about your meeting." Yeah, it's
2: it's. Wait a minute, you you don't you're not going to give me the evidence. You're defaulted. This, I, I'm just going to say I'm, uh, I was personally a little bit blushing here. I don't I don't even know about this legal procedure. I, I that's because I, they're not supposed to use it. But but they're literally so so it's not even that you don't show up. And you default. That's it's what it's that, supposed it's to If you're not participating in the process, yes. According to the standards that they set, and they, and and they set a bar, you a can't reach. judge. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and learn the heck about this, because this is. That's a. I mean, if what you described is true, that is a real danger to mm-hmm. the integrity of the judicial system. I'm gonna. I'm, and I'm that's gonna the go cutting go edge. Independently learn about this myself. But but the point is, they can default you even if the judge deems you not actively or sufficiently participating in discovery yes and, in a and, civil and, trial and, depends and, on which state I and suppose. just like i was
4: telling people hey the Justice department the cia are involved was in government documents running the censorship of us and in the last six months that came out in congress people thought oh yeah i know i was on the air showing them the legislation showing them the funding uh you know for the ministries of truth and all this stuff i'm telling people they're defaulting everybody they, they defaulted Trump by the law. How does a judge do this and take what you've got? They, they're, they're defaulting everybody else where the judge finds you guilty. So so you, you, know, like you see the headlines, Trump already guilty in New York. And then it's just
2: jury trial for damages.
4: Yes, but in Trump's case, just like they passed the law so that, that woman could sue him saying he sexually assaulted her, they changed the law to go back decades. New York has passed a law where judges, it's not even default, it, it's a new form of it.
2: Where the judge just says you don't get a jury trial. This one's very concerning to me because... I mean, a lot of what's happened in the country is very concerning. But the judicial system is the last bastion of protection. Totally weaponized. It's it's the last frontier for us to be able to say, okay, executive branch badly taken over by three-letter agencies that nobody ever elected with any backstop of political accountability. Forget about Congress. Think about prosecutorial power and the executive branch abused. But the judicial system... Is our last best hope for the last ultimate line of defense, but if that itself can sidestep basic principles of confronting witnesses, basic principles of being judged by a jury of your peers rather than by a single judge. This is basic First Amendment, for I me, mean, let's say, Bill of Rights. And that's why they still did the. Kind of the stuff.
4: That's why they still did the damages show trial, where people said his lawyers are terrible. Alex Jones is no, they weren't. They were given a list of things like you can't say you're innocent. You can't say, you, yeah, you can't question the witnesses. So when they're up there with no, here's an example. There was an FBI agent in Connecticut, never saw his name, never showed his picture, never talked about him. I didn't talk about him. He got up there and said, I got one phone call by somebody asking if I was really an FBI agent because he was there without his FBI message holding a gun by the barrel. The internet question, I know who he was? He sued me on 90 plus million dollars. Never said his name, never said his name. So, So here's how this works. With most people, I can come on here. Yeah, I can come on here, and the people like this. They go, oh, I'll go find Alex Jones' show on X or, or on Facebook or, or on the podcasting thing. I've been delisted from everywhere. Well, I have to sit here and point out to viewers if you want to find what I'm actually saying, infowars.com forward slash show. And in normal etiquette, for a talk show, that's like somebody pitching themselves. No, I'm isolated, surrounded, can only communicate when people like you let me out. Of, of prison to walk in the yard for a little while and then I can desperately try to you know get messages out by smoke signals To people about what's happening to me, which they admit is the model to shut everybody else down So you're a smart guy one of the smartest. i everybody thinks knows that's true. I'm just saying it I hope you'll go look into this and I hope you'll find out about it because it is incredible It is because well, they I've eat- already learned something today. That's that's frightening now so many bigger things than me i mean there's these wars and there's the casual society and the open borders and the i mean and and, and, and all the race baiting i mean we're being divided and conquered that's why your message of coming together to celebrate our, our hard-fought american freedoms is so
2: essential one of the things that's true about the american way is that we're not founded on moderate ideas, right the, the ideals that set this country into motion i love that we have a map behind us, right? Old world England had a different view, and let's just smoke it out. We can say agree or disagree before we get to the agree or disagree. At least let's get the best version of the view on the table, which is that people, ordinary people cannot be trusted to sort out their differences on climate change or racial injustice or whatever it was back in that era for their own good. It's not just that the Kings or the aristocrats say, Hey, I want to enrich myself and do it at the expense of the people. That's what many who are frustrated with monarchy might say. It's an arrogance. But but it's actually, it's actually an arrogance found in what they think of as benevolence, right? Which is to say that, no, no, we're not doing this for us, for our power. And then we'll come to the modern version of this in a second. We're doing this for the sake of people who cannot be trusted and left to their own devices because it's for them we're doing it, which is even more dangerous than somebody who comes in and says, Oh, we're just doing it for my own rich, my own private personal gain. No, no, no. That's not the view. The view is the people cannot be trusted to sort out their differences through free speech. I mean, the idea you get to speak your mind as long as I get to in return. The idea that there's a republic where you're... And that's why they can't compete.
4: Because the rest of the world starts aspiring to that. You've got to bring that down so people stop aspiring so that... British Empire model, now the BlackRock global banking empire, which which they admit with the ESGs, everything. You're you're absolutely dead on. And and,
2: and if you expand on that, I just want to get the view on the table so people understand because there's a lot wrong with it. But at least to understand, put yourself the way I am, Alex is. You could try something on like a set of clothes. I agree, and then see if it fits. Any good general gets in the mind of the enemy. Yes, yeah, and 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 then you say, okay, here I I gotta understand why it fits. I gotta really try it on. Understand why it doesn't doesn't fit. Then it doesn't fit. You put it back on the rack. Then you understand your own views. Well, that's better. right. This laissez-faire competitive system is way more sexy. And in
4: 1950, we had half the world's wealth. We were four percent of the population. Now we've become globalists and and and, and crony capitalists. Give me those facts that again.
2: Wealth? Sorry, you're you're going pretty fast. There. That sounds interesting.
4: In 1950, the United States had half the wealth in the world. Because is that right? Of, because of our invention. Immediately post World War II. And our, yeah, absolutely. Post World War II, we had half the world's wealth. We were 4% of the world's population. As measured by GDP, probably. As measured by GDP.
2: So, so that's, that's the- GDP the... of the world. What is it today? I should know these things. It's I don't... gone down a lot. I think it's in the uh, late uh, high 20s, early 30s. Yeah, it sounds know, about right, maybe I, a I, quarter to a third. I, yeah. I haven't looked
4: at it in a while, but what I'm getting at here is what you said is so dead on. In fact, I need to make that point more. You can pull these clips up. Remember when Obama went to Latin America the last few months of his uh, administration. Like term, yep. Then he went to a bunch of countries in Africa and he gave the same speech, in every country. He said, "He said, quote, you can't have cars in air conditioning. The world's gonna heat up and burn up. Now, here's a guy flying on a giant jet with dozens of aircraft. After that, he, he has private jets. He has houses at basically sea level in Martha's Vineyard and, and you know Hawaii, though he said we were already supposed to be underwater by 2017. So they keep just buying Al Gore, all of them, oceanfront property right, you know, not up on cliffs or something, you know, like Martha's They're
2: they're bearing that cross. Absolutely. They're bearing that cross for the rest of us.
4: (laughs) Well, well, I mean, that's it. They're on private jets. Uh, You know, people like Ted Turner has like five kids. He says, I want to depopulate 90% of the world's population. Look it up. Him on Charlie Rose. Well, he has five kids. He has jets. He has palatial compounds. But you in Africa, you can't aspire. You need to live in this we'll eat the bugs, WEF rationing for the good of the earth while the ruling class lives like kings and goes around in their giant super yachts
2: to mountaintops in davos
4: with, with carbon footprints is- thousands of times uh, an american and an american's car- carbon footprint is 30 40 50 times than somebody in congo yep. so in congo you don't get anything and so it's the decision to not industrialize those countries that's how they control third world countries and then they sit back and say, "Well, that's why you're in squalor cuz you're not as good as us. We're going to, you know, take care of you." But 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 now that same inherent elitism beyond racism is now being used against the West, and they're now impoverishing the West as a political tool of control.
2: Yeah. So, this is the modern old world European ugly monster rearing its head again. Yes. Which is fascinating, right? Cuz we fought a revolution. We thought that in 1776, we said on this side of 1776, on this side of the Atlantic, we do things differently. Where you know what? We the people do sort out our differences in a constitutional republic. Where every citizen's voice and vote counts equally with free speech and open debate. That's what we thought. And every little while, that ugly monster rears its head again. World War One was in, in some ways the physical conflict of that old world European monarchical Well, that worldview. was because the
4: British Empire, who was the villain in that war,
2: um, not in World War II, Hitler was a bad guy there,
4: they literally said the German problem, the Aust- Austrian-Hungarian empire, imp- because it was dominant in industry science. It was taken over, not with the military, but with all of its inventions. So it was kind of the new America, uh, but it was run by another royal family.
2: So they had to kill the Archduke Franz Ferdinand and start World I, so you're dead on. And so, so this 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 battle plays itself out every century or so in different ways. And I think right now we live in another one of these 1776 months. Fourth turning. Yeah, that's one way to put it. I've heard I'm familiar with the, with oh, it's, the it's
4: dead on. And and let's use the analogy of America, United States, and India. I call it, I'm standing for 20 plus years, that's why they do want me off air. You ask, what do I stand for? Americana, freedom, soft power. aspiring to like America, making us the best. American exceptionalism. American exceptionalism. Take India, you know, controlled by the British, kick them out, now wildly successful uh, because uh, you you guys actually got control of your government, had your own resources. Same thing, I would call that 1776 worldwide. And that's not America controlling things, it's the idea of freedom, idea of the people, uh, the idea of loving your nation, empowering the individual, and a meritocracy, where, because I mean, I looked at who's-
2: Meritocracy, what a word.
4: (laughs) Well, it's a bad word these days. It is. Well, I mean, I go back and I look at World War II, and almost all of our generals got there through meritocracy and grew up on little farms or in poor areas of cities. And there were, no, I mean, and there was almost nobody whose dad or granddad was an admiral who was there. In fact, it was almost discrimination against the aristocracy was what America was doing. Because George Washington was being discriminated against by, by the aristocracy, even though he was really, really. Part of it, he was mad. That was one of the big reasons that even the elites of America, or the British elites, because they were tired of saying, well, I'm actually your cousin, but I'm not a lord, so I can't ship products out of the colonies. And and, and so if the rich guys want freedom, and they finally set up, that will have to trickle down. And that's why they can point at America's beginning and say we weren't perfect. But it was the idea of the process. And as more people get into that, that's the victory. So now you look at who is the leaders of the military they'll have some token people oh look a black guy you know a white lady or whatever but that's but if you actually look it's a bunch of blue bloods whose grandfathers were in control at the end of world war ii when america absorbed the british empire and became this new globalist system so america is like the engine and the brain along with the british intelligence of this very evil thing i love america i, I mean i've got jones i mean i've got a welsh last name on against I'm not an Anglophile, but I'm not an Anglophobe. But the system of the British Empire and the ghost of it through BlackRock and its Royal Institute of International Affairs and the CFR, these corporate management boards are devolving the governments while they expand them and transferring the power themselves. That's the new
2: world order. That's global. It's actually the old world order. It is, you're right. It's really just the old world order in new world clothing. That's exactly it. And that's what we got to understand. And so, so the optimistic side of me says that What a special time it would have been to be alive in the spring of 1776. I mean, it was a special time to be alive. You got Thomas Jefferson, the age of 33. People say, I'm old. I'm young. (laughs) I'm old compared to Thomas Jefferson. He was 33 when he wrote the Declaration of Independence. Genius. You have people who were the pioneers, the explorers, the unafraid that said, you know what, we are going to not just be victimized by this. We're going to chart a new way forward. Well, 33 was the moment we live in. I totally agree.
4: 33 was old back then. A lot of people died young, You either live, you die young or live a really long time, but the average was we did live as long. You're absolutely right. People were married by 16. People were explorers by 16. And you know, Thomas Jefferson lived a long time, but by 33, he was
2: leading a revolution against the empire that had never been and, an and he was inventing things. He was an engineer. He invented the swivel chair, invented a bunch of other things, too, while he's writing the Declaration of Independence. That spirit... In some ways, would he would would history have produced the Thomas Jeffersons and the Alexander Hamiltons of the world if it weren't for the fact that they had this oppressive regime to stand up against? I think probably not. No, I totally agree. You're talking about the so, so this is an opportunity. The moment we live in, because I, I, I am sick and tired, even myself, of you. You may have, I don't know if you've read some of the books I've written or anything like this, of pointing out the problem. I've got plenty of that. This is our opportunity now. We're not just going to throw up our hands and complain about it. Uh, my this is our moment fan. to revive. I agree. My wife's a huge fan. Thank and you. Tell her great. thank you. What's her name?
4: Uh, Erica. Erica, tell she her, she her thank you. almost got up this morning, but we don't have anybody to take care of my daughter. She's got to her to school. But, How old's your daughter? Uh, six and a half. Oh, it's good age. You're or wondering- I've got four children, three with my first wife and then one with her. Oh, good She's for you. Six and a half. But, but I don't mean to interrupt. You're so dead on. I see you talk about this is our 1776 moment. I really mean that. This is an opportunity. It is. Yeah. Instead of being left, the leftist mind of we're being attacked, we're being oppressed. Let's give up and complain. Let's innovate. Let's out communicate. Let's get, let, let's use this pressure like lifting weights or jogging or climbing a mountain to get stronger. That which doesn't kill me only makes me stronger, to quote Nietzsche. Yes. And it's totally yes. true.
2: And this is 1776, part two for the whole world. And it's very exciting. You know, and I think we've got to go through stages of this. And, and you've been doing this in my own corner of the world. I've been doing this to point out the problem and see it with clear eyes. You can't win a war unless you know that you're in one. That's the first step. Okay? Boom. And you got a bunch of people on that Republican Party stage that have no clue. I mean, these are clueless no, They puppets. don't even know what, exactly. They're just, I'm a politician. no clue. I want to be rich and powerful. Here are my, well, my super PAC provided talking points, literally. They're so, like, they're like going to a whorehouse
4: and the whores are lined up, showing you what they got and telling you their specialty. I mean, they're literally in front of
2: the corporation saying, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. I will. Mother's milk for them. Money is the mother's milk of politics. So put them to one side. But my view is. You can't win a war unless you know you're in one. And part of my job has been laying out the weaponization of financial markets, the weaponization of our capital, the weaponization of basically every sphere of our lives. This fringe minority view has taken over institutions from K through 12 education, to our universities, to Wall Street, to Silicon Valley, to our US military. Now, I I think it's worth pausing. I was gonna get to the positive part before I do that. I think it's worth Answering the question of why this other side has managed to take over every institution, and I have an unconventional theory of this one, Alex. I think that it's worth seeing. You know, you and I may, be, you know, we're conservative people may classify us as being in the right. But take take those labels off. I'm a a populist. I mean, just take. The, I hate I hate labels. They're they're not useful. I agree. They're reductionist. So let's just look at the substance of this. People who would have identified as being on the old left, right, Occupy Wall Street, challenging the bailouts the old left version of breakup big tech, the old left that was critical of colleges charging way too much money for providing far less in return, the people who have criticized schools in the inner cities failing to serve black kids in the inner city or whatever, even our military, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, a lot of that criticism used to come from what was perceived to be the old left. What happened was each of those institutions, what they did was, if you're Wall Street, you don't want to occupy Wall Street, but I'll do the new woke stuff, diversity, inclusion, climate change, great. If you're Silicon Valley, I don't like the left-wing breakup big tech. I'll censor hate speech and misinformation as you define it, but I don't do it for free as long as I get to get you off my back. The U.S. military, if you're Mark Milley, you don't want to talk about accountability for Iraq and Afghanistan. Forget about that. I'll talk about white rage and systemic racism. So part of this is a deeper arranged marriage. It's more like, I mean, use the whorehouse analogy, it's more like mutual prostitution. Well, that's, right, the two stru-
4: strange that's right. The power structure
2: has failed. They're not the aristocrats that are
4: doing it for their own good. They know they're a fraud. The system's coming yes. apart. And 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 they fr- know it's a
2: fraud. But it's an arranged marriage that allows them to keep their power in That's it. So, so we so anyway, you you you've you talked about civil things. Yeah. I mean, look,
4: there's a meme, it's totally true, history shows it. Bad times make hard men, hard men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make bad times. Yeah. It's a cycle. So a lot of it is our fault. We can't just blame the globalists and the aristocracy. Their Thank rot. You. Thank you.
2: Their rot is our rot. And so That's what I'm talking about. There's so much entertainment, so much food. We gotta out. look in the mirror and ask ourselves why is it that we bend the knee? Because yes, there I mean when when the when the Israelites escape from the Pharaoh, they're lost in the desert, yet to find the promised land. What do they say? We want to go back and be ruled by the Pharaoh. Right. And so we can complain about the Pharaoh all we want. And, and, and it exists. The, he has the global ESG movement, modern state. But we have to build America. our own system.
4: That's actually I mean, what is it that makes us want to bend the knee? That's actually what this book, The Great Awakening, comes out next week. It's available in Infowars right now, pre-order. This is a really important book, Defeating the Globalist and Launching the Next Great Renaissance. I wasn't even going to bring the book up till you brought this up. This book is not just about how they're bad and that's half the book the rest is solutions so I, i'm really impressed with your work and research i hope you'll take a copy please sir it's for me i right. take a couple for your crew as well so absolutely i'm gonna but, uh let I me mean, you're totally nailing it and i i watch and listen to you that's how i was able to steal your thunder and say you're absolutely in fact uh, you influenced this book in, in me hearing you we've got to talk more about solutions and i was already on that kick but you're right that i was like i gotta write a book about solutions and the system we can
2: build that's alternative. This is the moment now. You know, now we can't is our just moment say, to Blow it. this up. We got to have a, 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 an alternative vision yes. of our own, right? So, I think that for me, and it doesn't mean we can have competing visions. This is the conversation we need to have. If the left is feeding us race, gender, sexuality, climate, how about reviving the individual? Yes. How about the family? Yes. Nation? That not not some nebulous global citizen fighting climate change. I'm a citizen of this nation. The United States America, of America, and I'm proud of it. I'm not going to apologize for it. And and by the way, God, I think plays a big role in this too. I think the revival of faith is something that unites us as a country. I totally the agree. To this. Like, that's what the book's
4: about. And and again, I'm not against gay people,
2: you know, rainbow flag
4: stuff. But it's it's the new flag. They're even talking about getting rid of the American flag. Uh, they're they're now trying to take George Washington's statue down, uh, in New York. Uh, they're now you know doing all of this, and and this is all unfolding. And and we're having our symbols that recognize. That recognize who we are and what we stand for away from us and giving us a new one that is a government corporate directed sex cult. I don't care if it was a heterosexual cult showing me their flag and taking down our flag and telling my kids about it. I mean, if if it was some new flag about NASCAR, I'm not against NASCAR, but it was NASCAR stuff everywhere. Them telling my kids pledge allegiance to NASCAR. I'd say this is a NASCAR cult. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuned in, you
5: stay right there. We're going to play a little bit more of this. And I also have... Um, Master Sergeant, Jeremy Brown's going to be calling in in a few minutes here. You guys stay right there. We're going to be covering a lot of news. Don't go away, okay?
2: Get it out of here. And then what it is, y- you- a Cult is interesting. It's an interesting use of the word. So, so a cult is a religion that has not withstood the test of time. <laughs> okay? So, so it's short-term. And so there's an old saying, actually, I think it came from, uh, Blaise Pascal. He was a scientist of all things, but- He said, if there's a hole the size of God in your heart, and God does not fill it, something else will instead. Exactly. And my my civic version of that. They've kicked God out and now. Some other poison fills the void. Demon is filling. And and, and so my version of that in a civic sense is if we don't pledge allegiance to the American flag or to a true flag of, of our nation. We're going to pledge allegiance to a different flag instead. I said that as a matter of analogy, but now literally there are different flags. I mean, the transgender And there's flag. more and more and more. We're being divided and conquered. That's
4: right. Where everybody, and, and, and they, they call it the broken coalition strategy. This came out in the Clinton documents in their in their library in Little Rock. And they, as they're about to win the presidency, they're having meetings. The papers are public now. We've got to create the broken coalition strategy nationwide where no group wow. can be powerful Strong and organized. Talbot. So you the parliamentary that, system's yeah. weak. Because yeah. look at Justin Trudeau, he only gets 30% of the vote, but he has coalitions with the broken coalition strategy to then have the tyranny of different minorities getting together
2: against the majority. And, oh, it's and- such an interesting, interesting invocation of that, because that describes our current moment right now in this country. We have, in the name of protecting against a tyranny of the majority, we have created a new tyranny of the minority. Exactly. And, and, and that and minority has captured every institution. That's what
4: you told the transgender. See, I'm quoting you back. You've taught yeah, me a lot. you remember that. And I okay, gotta tell you, you. Vivek, of course I do. I watch you every day. You and Tucker Carlson are two of my favorite people. And I tell my listeners who are real owly and don't trust the system, they're like, well, how do we know this guy's good? And I'm like, there's no way Vivek's saying all these things. That's like high noon or holy water to a vampire. He's not one of them. You do not say these things. This irrevocably damages the lie. He is good by the very fruit of the tree, as Christ said. And my view is,
2: people should be skeptical.
4: I, I, no, always, inc- I be skeptical, always encourage skepticism. But oh, we
2: gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something about. We gotta these move people. on. We gotta do something uh, I mean, about. I it. mean, take RFK Jr. Uh,
4: I would say I agree with about 90% of him. I agree with about 99% of you. His
2: climate stuff is a little bit off the
4: reservation. Well, he used to say we're gonna That's ask what you, I loved when yeah. he said that. Yeah. It's
2: really hard to walk that back.
4: He's gotta. Something, but he says it's out of context, and I kind of—he
2: was talking about corporations that lie, like like cigarettes. Still, I think the climate agenda itself is is a hoax. Oh, of course, that's it is. is that's a, well, then, I mean, and, climate and, change I mean, is a constant. I think the the any person who leads the United States going forward cannot be somebody who accepts the premises of the climate change agenda as a fixed principle for how it, it's a fear mongering for the cult. It's disqualifying. To make for you think you're bad, yeah. to
4: give control of your life over to them, and let me just say something briefly here. I'm not a petroleum geologist. I have family that is. They told me this 30 years ago. It, it, it's not coming from dead whales and dead dinosaurs. They now have the the, the devices and systems. And they keep finding oil deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, 50, 60,000 feet, all the way down to the mantle through the crust. And they're hitting oil and gas deposits that are so big, they don't have pipes that can contain what's coming up. And what it is, is if they—if you look at Mars, scientists now believe that it once had an atmosphere, but it's, it's a short, short science lesson. But... It, it once had an atmosphere, but its gravity wasn't big enough to hold the atmosphere and it had water. You know, there's water on the surface, there's water on the surface of the moon, that's been confirmed, India confirmed that, but our folks confirmed back in the 60s. So that's going on. So there's actually giant reserves and they're saying these gases are bad. The earth used to have way higher concentrations of methane, carbon dioxide, oxygen, all these things, but it's off gas into space and it has retreated underground. So if you look at millions of years ago, uh, now what what carbon dioxide's zero point whatever for, I mean, it's a fraction of a percent and things used to be healthier. Plants can take 10 times the carbon dioxide, they grow faster, need less water. We need this. So it's really a magic moment, Talk about God existing, that right as the earth starts to slowly lose its atmosphere, and it probably still be a few million years, we come along and are digging all this up and terraforming Geoengineering, putting it back up—it's good, folks. They want to ban cows because they off cast methane. So do you. Methane helps hold heat in. We're we're due for another
2: ice age—a twelve thousand years. side. you know what's funny, Alex, is you go to—you you might you probably know this, but if you go to the Newsweek cover magazine or Time magazine in the nineteen seventies, freezing, Well global ice age—that's what they were saying. And if you don't abandon our modern way of life for that, but in a different direction, we're gonna have a global ice age. More people are gonna die this year of. Eight times as many people actually this year are going to die of cold temperatures rather than warm ones. Absolutely. So these are facts you don't hear in the ordinary climate discourse. And they also lie. They also lie. They they say hottest time ever in Death Valley. No, it's
4: 134. It hit 131 this year. They said Texas, hottest ever, longest spell. And, and then I went back and looked at the books because I remember playing football in like, you know, 1990. They had to cancel two-a-days because it was 112 and people were dying all over the city of Dallas where I lived. And, and, and it was
2: also in Austin. So, so, and I, But I looked up the records. They're just lying. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so, So that's, that's, I think that's what our pro-American movement needs to learn is we've been lied to 360 degrees so much that it can create first, the first form of laziness is just believing what you're force fed. But now our movement understands that you gotta reject whatever you're force fed. And I don't care if it's even force fed by mainstream establishment on the left or on the right or whatever, reject what you're force Question fed. Question everything. Question everything. It's phase one. But then at some point, you're not gonna get anywhere just by sitting and questioning. That's the first step. So that's what I'm saying. We've seen the problem with clear eyes. We understand the Pharaoh. We understand to be skeptical. Now I get this. I'm not coming from a place of personal frustration, but when I'm coming on the scene, aiming to lead this nation forward, people say, well, you came out of nowhere. Didn't you work at a, you know, start a biotech company? And at some point, I'm going to say, listen, people, once we see the problem with clear eyes, we can't just spin our wheels and throw our hands up. We need competent leaders. Who share our understanding of the problem? But plus, the whole power to actually move this country forward. The whole power structure came after
4: you. Then they did that whisper campaign that you were really secretly establishment because you're going around networking. I mean, I've met with Bilderberg group members. I've met with people that are in Davos. Doesn't mean I agree with them. But, but the whole and, and you're not endorsing their system. Hell no. You're not. So, but the system has come after you. Yes. You've been the main target the last two debates. That's the endorsement. Just like people go, wait, they're indicting Trump for no reason. That endorses him. You are the next biggest targeted person.
2: Do you see this Hannity interview last night by chance? No, I missed it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm making the case. I think it's sane that, on one hand, absolutely Israel is our ally. What happened to them was wrong, it was barbaric, it was medieval. And of course, they have a right to national self defense. But I've also said that we should not want to enter a broader regional conflict in the Middle East. That doesn't advance U.S. interests because... All right,
5: I'm going to let it play all the way through. Uh, Master Sergeant, Political Prisoner, Jeremy Brown will be calling in from the gulag. Stay right there. We're waiting for his call. We have to learn from our
2: prior mistakes in this country. and That's arguably not good for Israel, but it's definitely not good for the United these States. Things? And so I also pointed to others in the Republican Party, like Nikki Haley, who screech, finish them, finish them, talking about Hamas and Iran as though there's no distinction. Finish them. Okay. What are the consequences of that for the United States of America? I don't see it. Well, here's the problem. So, 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 I think he, so, so interestingly, this guy, Hannity, I was very disappointed. Comes after me for pointing out that Nikki Haley has made $8 million after her time as the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. as a military contractor and otherwise. I mean, just one. That was the one that was the wake up call for me is to see even a purported conservative voice. Buy into what is the captured establishment super PAC puppetry? Last night you should watch this one.
4: I will. Well, it, it well, let, was, me it was let me say something unbelievable. Let me, it's powerful. Let me say something to Sean Hannity because I know him. Hey Sean, the border has been completely wide open for two and a half years. The border patrol admits tens of thousands, conservatively, of Hezbollah and Hamas fighters have gotten across. They've caught a bunch of them. If these are 90% military age men. You know what hamas will do they're here in our country you know what hezbollah yes. will do so so it's in the united states of america we, need we have bro- look at black lives matter endorsing the attacks on israel so we have this problem and iran has a high-tech military and it's not that i'm quote scared of iran but we need to support israel but obviously not have our aircraft carriers attack iran and then now we're fighting russia through nato and we're fighting iran what's going to happen sean use your head this is how world war three starts just like world war one world war two once world War start other people say hey they're tied down china is going to go into taiwan dummy and we can't take on china too
2: and the, the saddest part of this All right. is that if there are republican presidential candidates who stand to make money off of it because they're on the boards or have been on the boards of Boeing and are collecting stock options while they're running for president and have had family military contracting businesses and made a habit of making money off their time in government. This is why we have one crime family right now in the Biden family that has sold off our form.
5: Stay right there. Stay right there, you guys.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
3: that Here, was hold very on, interesting. Receiving
8: calls from your facility, press
3: six. Was very interesting, and you know, doesn't make me trust him anymore. No, hold on. but I hold I, on one second.
5: Jeremy, you there. Hello, Jeremy. Yes, I am. Oh good 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 i reached uh for the line top of the morning to you sir i was telling everybody we were waiting for your call um we are it's great to hear your voice number one uh how the heck uh are you holding up considering that world war stupid is happening outside the walls that are surrounding you uh
8: well it's funny you should mention that because uh Honestly, I feel like uh, kind of insulated
3: from the insanity of our uh, manufactured
5: craziness. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so ridiculous.
3: Jeremy, did you know that yesterday Owen Schroyer um, had to turn himself in to do sixty days in prison? Did you know that? Uh, I didn't know that it was yesterday.
8: I knew that it was coming up, so. Uh... Yeah, I mean, look, as long as we all just keep surrendering, I mean, the war should be over very quickly.
5: We'll all be dead or in prison soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there there can be no doubt about it. You know, and we're approaching, and I'm not overblowing this. I I know you can speak to this um, very intelligently and safely. This incrementalism, their encroachments upon us, shutting down our speech, taking away our vote. Uh, anybody that dissents, they put them in jail. I mean, this is... Typical communist regime style um, uh, overthrow of our country like they've done. But there's going to be a next phase, of course. They've already killed us with COVID. Uh, With World War stupid, they will stop at nothing, of course, to create their crisis. But but we're entering quickly into a phase where they're going to start killing Americans. That they've been planning to do that. Um, you know, since the weather underground and Larry Grathwell, uh, do you believe that they will? I, I know you've studied history, but that's the next logical step, isn't it?
8: Well, I mean, you know that the uh, you know that the FBI has already started killing Americans. I mean, the FBI has been killing Americans for a very long time, whether it was Waco or uh, or John Wayne or you know some old guy who doesn't like biden they just show up and shooting guns right in the streets and they can blame it on the fact that he's a domestic violence extremist and, and that is patient used by the nkvd uh, the Soviet union the stasi uh uh Mao's, uh you know revolutionary uh young people running around the country uh disposing of before old and so uh, i mean this is uh the Communist, globalist, Marxist revolution sweeping the world. Uh, but now they have nuclear weapons. And so that's why I think what you're seeing is the spoiling for the World War III that, uh, that Albert Einstein described when asked, you know, how would the uh, Third World War be fought? He said he didn't know, but he knew that the Fourth World War would be fought with sticks and stones. And so uh, that is what you've been seeing. And, and I've been sending, you know, as part of my podcast, I've been sending my co host, Jen. You know, emails dating all the way back to the 16th, and I literally describe exactly what is going to happen, and, and that's exactly what we're happening. You're seeing uh, the Defense Department yesterday in their brief describe uh, 10 separate attacks in Iraq, 10 separate attacks in Syria. U.S. naval vessel has been attacked, but see, they haven't yet reached the boiling point of the, Ameri- the American people. Have not reached the boiling point. To justify the kickoff of their manufactured war, so there will continue that they are sitting back. And and, and I know people don't. It's hard for people to grasp this game theory that they're using. Right? They're like, "Oh, Biden is weak. Why isn't he responding for these Iranian attacks against U.S. uh, service members?" Well, because they want the attack. They're not bad enough yet. We're not mad enough yet, right? Because see, we're all wondering why groceries are so expensive still. And so this is why you see all of this manufacturing drama. They're going to start this war, right? Ukraine was did not get the job done adequately, so now they've gone. And, and basically what you're seeing is a slow-motion USS Liberty movement. And if, hmm. if your listeners don't know what the USS Liberty Whoa. is, it was a staged attack on a U.S. naval vessel as a justification to get into a similar style war. Amen. right? And yeah. so we're just seeing a slow motion version of it instead of one massive all at once attack uh, that you know would be used. In it. I mean, re- really, if the USS Liberty crew wouldn't have compromised what was happening at the time, well then this war that we're watching develop now would have started way, way back then.
5: Yeah, USS Liberty, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our listening audience right now, uh, you need to do your homework on that because of Israel's uh, attack. And of course, the establishment's cover-up. John McCain himself uh, covered up the, uh, the facts pertaining to the USS Liberty. I've met some of the survivors. Um, uh, yeah, very, very real part of our history. You know, here's another thing, Jeremy, and I don't know how much... You um, uh, looked into, for instance, the the Muslim Brotherhood, their infiltration of America, uh, their infiltration of the White House, uh, a Muslim Brotherhood that was spun up in 1928 and had a very specific objective uh, to overthrow the United States of America into Sharia law, uh, to change our, our way of living. This Muslim Brotherhood and the amount of money that's been put together through these ex- Islamic charities. Now you're you're a combat veteran, Special Forces. You know that a lot of that money, you know, ended up uh, in the in the Middle East, and in particular, tens of millions of dollars flowed from these charities to Hamas, and 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 some of the weapons that you know have been used uh, through Iran, the proxy, came from these these charities. This, this global Islamic terrorism movement, you've gone head-to-head with it. It's very complex, sophisticated, isn't it?
8: Well, of course, and but this, is what, this is what I want people to understand. There's only two uh, entities involved right now. There is good, and there is evil. Amen. And evil is broken up into a lot of disparate groups. You've got... Mm. The Muslim Brotherhood. You've got, I mean, look, if you're familiar with the uh, conspiracy theory community, and and I use that in air quotation. Right. Yes, right. The conspiracy theory community uh, often hyper focuses on one group, right? You'll have uh, a conspiracy theory community that, oh, it's the Muslims. And then you've got the conspiracy theory, oh, it's the Catholics. Oh, it's the Jesuits. Oh, it's the Zionists. Oh, it's, it's the, the Jews. It's yeah, all of right, them. Right. It's all of them, all of these disparate groups. All right, imagine this. And and actually, uh, there's a book called uh, White King and the Seat at the Table. It's written by Lee Kessler, right? And I had had a copy of it. I didn't get to finish it because I got moved and they took my books and and so I no longer have a copy. Don't you hate that? But it is about the, I know exactly. I was about halfway through it. And it was laying out. It's basically a historical fiction, right? And it laid it out probably the best that I could that you could have it laid out. And that is that there's a table in a dark room, okay? And there is representatives from every one of these groups sitting at that table, right? I mean, you got there are this entire global elite conspiracy is intentionally designed to have these groups hide each other, right? But at the top of the heads of these groups, they're all in on it, right? Like, it's, it's literally like, um, what's the uh, Squid Game, right? I mean, if you haven't watched Squid Game on Netflix, it's actually a really good analogy of what you're seeing here, which is uh, the people are being forced to compete in a death match against each other while the global elite sit in a luxury box and wager on who does what to do. Right? Right I mean, this is what you're seeing on the global stage. And as long as we're fighting each other, they have no fear. But the minute that we start actually coming together, when Black Lives Matter participants, not the Marxist organized corporate head, but the actual people that believe that, that mm-hmm. black people's lives are important, right? When they come together with you know, uh, right-wing Christian conservatives and start blaming the true people that are behind all this, that's what they fear the most. And that is why the disinformation, and i am using in my air quotations again, the disinformation campaign is that every level. You've got the United Nations talking about disinformation. You've got the World Economic Forum talking about disinformation. You've got the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Defense actively working on censoring and monitoring disinformation. And by disinformation, what they mean is information that is damaging to their narrative of control Mm -hmm. over the minds of the American people and, and the global population as a whole
5: yes sir you know have you are you aware speaking of black lives matter um hopefully you're aware of this mark fisher uh one of the leaders of black lives matter uh, is now publicly announced that he stands behind the january 6 prisoners uh
8: That's is right. endorsing I, I, trump I, mm-hmm. <clears throat> go ahead yeah I, I am aware of that um but, then, but look, Whenever there's a crack in one of their narratives, what do they do? They just create another crisis. So now, what have they done uh, with this Israeli-Palestine thing? They've gotten the corporate Marxist head of Black Lives Matter to now mobilize their groups to make outlandish statements, uh, you know, about the situation in Israel and Gaza, right? And yeah. so. You know, you, you have the independent leadership of the smaller groups, right? Because I think he's from Black Lives Matter, Rhode Island, or something like that. Yeah, um, Rhode Island, right. You know, he, he, he stepped off the, the narrative plantation, right? You're not allowed to do that. And so what do we have to do? We have to bring everybody back in line by giving them a ridiculous call to stand up for. And look, <laughs> hey, and I talked about this on our podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: No, I, I was agreeing with you. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, uh, I talked about this on our podcast. Everyone misinterpreted the Hamas uh, statement you know, for you know, announcing the jihad of uh, Friday the 13th, right? He, he wasn't calling for violence on that day, which is the overreaction of, this, this of the of psychological narrative, right? So they immediately jumped to, oh, Friday the 13th is going to be violent. not all of our overly militarized police forces uh, mobilized, pay a bunch of overtime to police unions and things like that. Uh, he wasn't calling. He was mobilizing. That's mm-hmm. what the call was for, to mobilize, to yeah. begin the process right. of, of jihad. See, jihad is simply struggle, right? I mean... Uh, everyone has been overly conditioned that the word jihad means uh, IEDs and suicide bombers, right? Mm-hmm. But jihad just means, hey, we're mobilizing for the struggle, right? So he was calling for, for what we're now seeing, right? Uh, these, these disparate rebel group attacks, these protests on college campuses. You can see these networks are established. So uh, the worst is yet to come. As that portion of the narrative plays out, right, which is going to be the creation of a desire, creation of that anger that that Americans are like, ah, like like 9-11, right? Everyone wanted to attack any Muslim country there was on the planet after 9-11. That's exactly what they wanted, right? It's just like FDR used Pearl Harbor to finally get the American people involved in the war in Europe during World War II, right? This is what they mean in PNAC, the Project for a New American Century, when they say, we need a Pearl Harbor moment. They they literally describe it as that, right? And that is what we're seeing build right now, right? These Pentagon briefings. Because, see, in a logical world, when a foreign military attacks your military, you respond. one minute left. Ten times harder, right? You don't sit back and wait and negotiate and mobilize. I mean, we have weapons that can strike Iran from Missouri, right? They're called b fifty two, right? There's no need to move all these forces into place first, right? That's, that's absurd and ridiculous unless they're actually preparing for a much larger war, and so they're perfectly fine allowing Americans to be wounded and attacked and and pretend like they're acting weak because see the the main plan is hey we get to take off the last two countries on the seven country list lebanon and iran uh would you like me to call back pete yeah
1: you know, I,
5: I definitely want you to call back for yet. sure absolutely Yep. Mm. okay you okay, yep, yep absolutely call back the has hung up yeah. So That's okay. I think we need
3: to up. educate people because we have a lot of new people. A lot of new friend. people. Okay, so Jeremy so, Brown is well,
5: who is he? Okay, let me tell you. Uh, and I think it began in October. Um, I'm sorry, December. I think it was early December of uh, 2020, right after the election. Mm-hmm. Um if not earlier, I'm gonna get the exact date. Uh, He got a knock at the door uh, from the feds. And the purpose for the knock at the door, because uh, Jeremy is a combat veteran, highly decorated Mm -hmm. master sergeant. Yep. Uh, He was a member of the Oath Keepers, and they wanted to recruit him to become a scumbag crackhead FBI uh, boy, that, that that operation needs some
3: An FBI uh, some
5: informant. An FBI informant.
3: They thought with his credentials. Hello,
9: this is a free And he would be on board me. with that. <laughs>
3: and, and he an
9: was individual at So they came after County, him. Wait, hold on. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number to accept this free call. Press one to refuse this free. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the
8: conversation now.
1: Uh,
5: Jeremy, can I? Can, do you mind? Do you mind if I squeeze something? In? It's been a long time since I heard that little bitch from Securus. Uh, lo- I, I want to speak to my good, uh, uh, good friends, kinda. Ugh. Yeah. Over at the FBI. I know you're listening. I just want you to know right now. First of all, um, there's only one type of good FBI agent. They say rank and file guys are good. There's only one type of FBI agent that is good. And that's one that has left the FBI. Okay. Um, a you're with a criminal crime syndicate, uh, And secondly, you spent $100 million practicing going after us okey-dokes, you know, in the Bundy Ranch thing. And then you went after our country. And by the way, you lost. You had your balls beat in. Uh, And if you felt that 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 was painful then, wait till you see what's going to happen in the next round. Because we're going to shut you down. You and the CIA are two of the most dangerous spy agencies in the history of mankind. Anyways... I just wanted to put that on the record because, you know, they're listening, right?
8: Well, of course. And and, and this isn't a new thing either. I mean, look, the FBI was founded under J. Edgar Hoover as a political spy agency. Its entire history, it has been corrupt. And yet everyone seems to want to act like the FBI just started doing this. No, there's literally, I mean, the church hearings from the early 70s Mm -hmm. uh, revealed that the FBI was a total corrupt political secret police agency, right? I mean, uh, even in Dominic Pozzola's filing to dismiss, uh, his attorney lays out the co pro uh, explanation as to how corrupt the FBI is, and one of their tenets was to basically let everyone, I mean, the FBI part of their cointel pro agenda was to ensure the american people knew that they were lawless and willing to do anything to retaliate uh, by, by the way you
5: mentioned dominic in line. i'm sorry to interrupt you mentioned dominic Pozzola f- did a filing for what what did he do what was his filing
8: uh i have a copy of his uh, his filing for a motion to dismiss after Uh, Agent, uh, I can't remember her name. I think it was Agent Miller accidentally sent thousands of classified, using my air quotation. Oh, right. It's actually illegal to classify evidence of a crime, right? So she accidentally sent thousands of FBI communications to the defense team. And then when they discovered this and started to cross-examine her, the government, of course, jumped to their people like, oh, stop, stop, stop. So out of that situation, his attorney filed a motion to dismiss and talked about how the FBI was destroying evidence, how the FBI knew that there was no conspiracy, yes. and using their own words against him. Of course, the court suppressed all this information, but in that filing... His attorney does an entire paragraph talking about the history of the FBI's use of COINTELPRO. And in that mm-hmm. paragraph, there he explains that one of the stated goals of COINTELPRO was the FBI letting the American people know how lawless they were and willing to do anything in order to build their brand as don't screw with us.
5: Yep, that's right. Including uh, setting up entrapment operations, which was one of the reasons for them recruiting you. Tell our listening audience I was talking about it while we were waiting for you to call in. When did they give you the knock at the door that you recorded uh, where they wanted to recruit you to become an inside informant uh, for the Oath Keepers, which is code for we want you to entrap them uh, so that we reverse engineer these indictments, of course. When did they knock at your door?
8: Well, the original knock on the door came on December 4th of 2020, but I didn't sit down and actually meet with them until December 9th, 2020, because I'm actually an experienced special operator. And so I made sure that all my ducks were in a row so that I could actually capture them. Uh, And and that's what happened. I didn't just rush into it. I took some planning and some organization. And, And this was all prior to January 6th even happening, but it was after... I met with the oath keepers in November a meeting for which they had at least two confidential human sources attending because they reported in in confidential human source reports of which I have copies of two separate reports describing that meeting so they know exactly what my role in warning the Oat Keepers was and what I was warning them about. And it was basically that their compromised agency was about to come after them. And so after they have this knowledge is when they approach me, but before I had any knowledge of January 6th. And to be honest with you, I wish I would have gone along and further infiltrated the FBI because that would be a much larger story. Because I can assure you I would have done a much more thorough reporting of the inner workings of this conspiracy oh, than any other or other undercover agency would. Yeah, yeah you, you know what we of, should do? We should of- run a
5: oh, hold on a second a a double counter uh, counterintelligence operation. Offer these uh, these meth heads to become FBI informants. Double the amount of money, but stay in there and report back to us.
3: Well we Once were we were talking earlier <laughs> right. we were talking earlier about Larry Grathwall and that's exactly what Larry Grathwall did. He was an informant for the FBI against the weather underground of uh, Bill Ayers, Bernardine right. Dorn, that ilk, right? So he was and he was they he was very trusted by them and the whole time he was an FBI informant out of Cincinnati where we are. So we know his family and his daughter and all those things. What happened was when they turned the switch, they turned uh, and started releasing. In the 90s, they started releasing um, all of these people back into society. They were becoming they uh, were becoming professors, and they they allowed Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers to come back into the United States. Clinton did from Canada, and basically pardoned them, and so the FBI uh, Larry,
5: turned on Larry. Larry
3: Grathwall became Barack Obama's worst nightmare and Bill Clinton's worst nightmare. He yeah. really did. Yeah. All of these people because well, he yeah, was so was, in, yeah, go ahead.
8: There's plenty of these stories that see people just don't know about them because they're mm-hmm. too busy watching football and hockey yep. and uh, the, the controlled conservative uh, or controlled liberal media that distracts them with the same three headlines for 24 hours a day. So yeah, look. I mean, if you do any level of research on the history of the FBI or the CIA, I mean, look at the Finders investigation about oh, the CIA involved in, in, in you just, trafficking. you just All of nailed information it. Information is out there. All of these uh, undercover agents that have come out publicly are out there, but you just don't hear their stories. Why? Because one, they're classified as conspiracy theories. Even under court documents, even though there's. Uh, transcripts of the hearing, even though there's actions that clearly show cover-up, no one knows about them. I mean, look, people don't even... I guarantee you right now that uh, the American people don't know 90% of the because the American people don't even watch the propagandized news, right? News is meant to propagandize people who want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But most Americans watch The Bachelor, okay? They don't watch the news, right? And so they have no clue as to what's going on. I'm going to ask you a question.
1: Master Sergeant, I'm going to ask you a question.
5: Is it true or not? By the way, yesterday I mentioned Finders and read about the CIA and the FBI's cover-up of uh, their child sex trafficking uh, operation, but um, uh, tell me, tell our listening audience, because I say this all the time, uh, and it sounds so outlandish, is it true that the FBI supplied bomb-making material to the terrorist that blew up the World Trade Center in
8: 1993? I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They did. I mean, I mean, look at that. Look at everything. Look, look at, that, look at I mean, so I have a documentary a filmmaker that has actually visited me a couple of times. That his is, you know, he's kind of, you know, like I said, the conspiracy theory community, uh, and, and I don't use that as a derogatory term, right? Because, see, a conspiracy, if you want to properly investigate a conspiracy, you must develop theories. In fact, I, I have a court transcript where the, government, the, the conversation between the Department of Justice prosecutors and the judge is about, well, what's your theory of the conspiracy? Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute, mm. isn't that a conspiracy theory? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and, and please, right?
5: please tell me that that documentary filmmaker is Christopher Emery.
8: Yes, it is. Yes, oh! it is.
5: You got the best. He's the best because that's He's the next the best. conspiracy theory. It's called the Oklahoma City bombing that, that our attorney general was single-handedly involved in covering up the government's involvement in. And, of course, the FBI participating in what we now know is a very real event that took place, but they benefited from. And that is the Oklahoma City bombing. If Chris
8: Emery is with you. Well, that's right.
5: That is so beautiful.
8: No, I, and he's he's visited a couple times. In fact, I think he's going to be visiting again in the next few weeks. But the key aspect of Oklahoma City, which I didn't even know. I mean, right? Because see, this is this is how the cycle works, right? I mean, look, I, I spent my yeah, the, the end of my career in the most highly classified uh, offices in the United States military, right? So, like, I don't. I'm not familiar with Bundy Ranch and Mallier because at the time I'm being really focused on the Middle East, working in a skiff with very little uh, to do in my life other than folk hyper focus on the air, right? right. Uh, you know, so, but the key aspect of Oklahoma City that I never found out until much later is that what was destroyed in the Oklahoma City uh, building yeah. was the hard evidence of the Gulf War Syndrome. So if you go back to... The times after the first Gulf War, right? And there was all of this media coverage of the Gulf War Syndrome, the Gulf War Syndrome. But notice, when was the last time you even heard that phrase? Because after Oklahoma City, all the evidence was now gone. All the VA, Department of Veterans Affairs investigations, and all that was destroyed. Then the story is destroyed right? It's just like 9-11, right? We only basically talk about 9-11 under two circumstances, on the anniversary and whenever we need to go to war, right? Because when we want to go to war, 9-11 is clearly the go-to mm-hmm. reference, which is why January 6th was like 9-11. Yep. God's attack on Israel was like 9-11. Everything that we want to go to war against that situation is just like nine eleven, right? But see, we don't talk about it in any other terms. We don't actually look at any of the suspicious aspects of nine eleven because we know that's just a conspiracy theory. Of
5: course, yes, of course. And Netanyahu back then said that his country benefited from nine eleven. Interestingly enough,
8: oh, well, you, you yeah. know, hey, everybody benefited from nine eleven as long as you're a military. Uh, contracting company, in public service, in government. I mean, uh, 9-11 was great for even the fire service. I was a firefighter at the time. And now, look, look back Back when I was a firefighter, we used to have uh, fire engines on our little fire department that were 1952. Now you can't go to any fire department across America and not find brand-new fire engines. Why? Because of 9 right because we gotta now buy everybody brand new everything right i mean look at police cars these days when i was in high school the police cars were old and run down now you can't go to a city in america and find a police car older than your car oh yeah that's right
5: all right jeremy listen before we get cut off here um i don't know how many minutes we have uh my goodness, Jeremy, uh, te- get, I want you to, first of all, give us your, your, your links. I want to know about your, your podcast and I want to, I want to share your podcast as well. It's getting overwhelming right now to try to cover everything. I mean, I, I, I hope you, uh, you can forgive all of us. I mean, I'd love to stay focused on, on, on you. Uh, and, and I think you've, you've known that you I've have been very, one minute
1: left. ah,
5: geez. Can you give ca- can you call minute. back in or or, or it, I'll give you the minute. Yeah, I, it, like can, so.
8: I, I can call back in. I've got as much time as you do. Oh, dude, <laughs> seriously, please call back in.
5: Oh, awesome. uh, please call back in. Um, what's the name Absolutely. of your podcast?
8: I, uh, the name of our podcast is the Fusion Cell. All right, and it is named nice. after the concept of taking disparate intelligence analyst reports and fusing them together into actionable intelligence, right? So uh, at the uh, Special Operations Task Force, you're going to have an intel fusion cell that takes in reports from all these different... So that's kind of the, the, the gist of our podcast, because what I want to do is link all of these different acts and events together into what is a war against humanity by the global movies.
5: On your way out, tell the FBI agents what they can do to sabotage. Thank you for uh, using. There you go. Oh, He's got... calling
3: back in now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank
5: you for calling Securus. I hate that voice.
3: Boy,
1: Mm-mm-mm-mm.
5: it was,
3: it, that person was like a long lost family member Mm-mm-mm. for me every single day, five or six times a day. It's disgusting. I heard that, right? It's
5: disgusting. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh they love making that money on all the calls from all the prisoners they love it oh they make so much money
3: it's, it's so expensive
5: so expensive
3: thousands and thousands and oh. thousands of dollars you
5: know and i also think they give you the uh uh government issued soap okay mm-hmm. uh <laughs> knowing full well you can go buy a two dollar bar of irish spring
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And they make money on that. They make so. They make a killing on commissary. Well, uh, they Irish prisoner cost broke. you
3: maybe two dollars, mm. but in prison it costs five or six dollars. this is a free call from And that's the area. problem with the with the you. prison and industrial They're making County a lot Florida. of money.
9: Hold on. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept Mm -hmm. this free call, press 1. To refuse this free... Thank you for using Securus. They used to say... Start the conversation now.
5: They used to say incarcerated loved one. They used to say incarcerated loved one. Uh, They don't say that anymore because they don't want any of that. You need to be a a binary uh, freaking (laughs) dork with a penis growing out of your forehead now.
3: You know, Jeremy, I have a question for you and it comes from our chat room and, and I'm curious but I know the answer because Pete did the same thing, but our listening audience doesn't. And a lot of people have this question and that is, you know, are you not in, are you not, uh, when you come on a podcast like the Pete Santilli show or you do your own podcast and all of these things, um, are you not in fear of the blowback that you might get? I mean, people are saying, how do you not, how do you do this knowing that, you know, you may get blowback? Uh, what are they going to do to me? I mean, I'm already in jail. If uh,
8: they kill me, they just simply make me a martyr. Uh, look, this is what people need to realize. The Minister of Oz is not real, Okay. Their false authority is merely derived out of our complacency and complicitness, right? They have no real authority. If we were to all stand up to them in unison, they would cower like the rats that they are, right? They, they're, it, you know, remember your mom and dad used to always tell you, they're more afraid of you than you are of them, right? Yes. When and you're they, our bowling, founders right. knew this. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, Don't be scared of that snake, right? Uh, What do they tell you when you're being attacked by a shark? Punches in the nose, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're more afraid of you than you are of them. But see, government relies on our misplaced fear, right? See, they create this idea, this propaganda shield, this Wizard of Oz figure so that we all cower. But Thomas Jefferson said when the when the people fear government, there is tyranny, but when the government fears the people, there is liberty, right? And so their power and their authority is artificial. And it's derived from our own fear. If we simply stand up to them, they will cower. And here's a perfect example. A couple months ago, there was a TSA whistleblower that said, Oh yeah. Uh, the government just issued a bunch of guidance that in October uh, there's going to be a new spin-up of COVID and so therefore we're preparing for all these restrictions. Well, that conspiracy theory exposed immediately. In fact, it was the same day that in unison the national media propaganda machine all started reporting on COVID to the point where in my pod here at this jail, Literally, the next day, inmates were wearing masks. Why? Because they're all hive mind, tied into the propaganda machine. And so if the media is saying COVID, well, then we've all got to worry about COVID. But you notice um, it's October 25th. It all went away. Why? Because it was exposed. That's why. You don't hear about COVID on the news. You don't hear about the restrictions at the TSA. But yet two months ago, they were warning them all that this was about to happen. But when it got called out and people started to ridicule the ridiculousness of this false narrative, they had to retract. So we do have the collective conscious power. To, to turn this evil back. We do have, I mean, look at Ukraine. As long as we went along with it, man, they were sending billions and billions of billions. But the minute the American people started to say, wait a minute, why, wait, aren't we broke right now? Um, why are we, what happened? The whole Ukraine thing, you you almost never see Ukraine in the news anymore, even though the war still raging on, even though they're still secretly sending billions, Right. They're now they're like, oh, we need a new war. Um, How about Israel? Yeah, people like Israel. Christians are are supposed to support Israel. The Jews support Israel, right? And so what do they do? They start a new war, and then what do they immediately want to do? Give billions of dollars to Israel. Uh, I mean, that's the Israel I meant Ukraine. Because of the $100 billion, which now has been increased to $106 billion, see how that happens. See, the sun went down, which means the government spending went up. Of the 100 billion, 61 billion of it was meant for Ukraine. But see, this is what they do. They take this collective mindset and they utilize it against us. And all we have to do is call it out and stop it.
5: For the purposes of laundering money, period. Hmm. All this money so, that's going course. to Ukraine. Yep.
8: So, Jerry, what do you think about that?
3: Jeremy, I know that I don't know if you get to watch much TV, and I know I'm not sure about the internet. He does. They're just mainstream (laughs) stuff.
8: No, No, I watch no TV. The only thing I do is uh, listen to, uh, unfortunately, all I have is a Fox News radio affiliate, so the shows are pretty horrible. Can I uh, I make one uh, recommendation? I I have a question.
1: Let let me me
5: make one recommendation, though. (laughs) I have just a Uh, tiny bit of experience. (laughs) Uh, Watch the Hispanic channel, especially the weather reports beautiful women on on the Hispanic television. But go ahead. Um, Jeremy, so Jeremy, so, so
3: Jeremy, listen. So there's this phenomenon that's happening and I'm keeping a close eye on it because you know, you would expect that the United States of America and the people in America would be like falling all over themselves to support Israel. And I got news for you. That's not what's happening. You know, uh, people are Overwhelmingly more than I ever dreamed that they would supporting Palestine on this one, so much so the you know the uh, Black Lives Matter and all of these folks transgender the LGBTQs, um, Antifa they're all they're all marching with the Palestinians here in this country. And when you see them, it's overwhelming. But here's my point: even on college campuses now. And when you see these kids marching from the college campuses, your your typical liberal child, um, they are all dressing like Palestinians. They're wearing the checkered cloths, cloths around their neck. They're dressing like Muslims. What do you think about that?
8: Well, first, let me put your mind at a little bit of ease. One. This movement of Marxist revolutionaries, while overly large, larger than it should be, it is not as big as the media makes you think. Remember, what you're watching on your television screen is what they want you to see. Mm. They want you to think that this country is 50 50. That's why it's called uh, programming, Marxism, right? Ag- yeah, that's right. It's mm-hmm. just like this. And, and this is how powerful it is. Not long ago, uh, some college group did a survey of you know americans right and the questions were all related to the lgbtq movement right and so they said they would ask them how many americans do you think identify as gay or lesbian right and i think that the survey said that 30 they believed 31 percent of america identifies as gay and lesbian when in fact only a couple of percent actually do right then they asked them What percentage of Americans do you think identify as transgender, meaning women with penises or men with vaginas, right? Okay. They said 20% of America, when in reality it's less, way less than 1%, right? Mm -hmm. So The reality is the entire LGBT community, we won't add the plus in there because that's going to open up the numbers extensively, especially out of Washington, D.C., right? Because the plus means pedophile if you haven't been following legislation out of California. But just know that the, G- the LGBTQ plus, plus means pedophile, right? They call it uh, minor attractive persons it right. means pedophile. So we're going to exclude that group because then the numbers would explode. But the reality is only a couple of percent identify at any group within the LGBTQ spectrum but yet, this survey, people believe that over 51% of Americans, a majority of America, either gay, lesbian, or transgender. And this is the power of propaganda. The perception, because all we see on television is gay, lesbian, transgender. Gay, lesbian, transgender. And look, if you want to be gay, if you want to be lesbian, that's fine. You do, you do. All right, if you want to dress up like a woman uh, because you're tired, you spent a long day on the house floor, and you want to go put your female clothes on, you go right ahead, Lindsey Graham. I mean, I don't uh, care about that. Can I ask you a question? Can I
5: ask you a question? And you know uh, Islamic law, Sharia law, uh, how long would these uh, trans last in the Middle East openly?
8: uh, It's important. But that's why I said there's only two teams. There's good and there's evil, right? And so evil has everybody divided up into uh, two literally diametrically opposed groups. But when it's time to mobilize, they will mark and lock. This is why the LBGTQ agenda uh is literally diametrically opposed to the radical islamist agenda except when it's time to start a war and then march locks lockstep, right and so look it is not as bad as they make it look but see this is part of the it. he that yuri bezmanov spoke about when he described the communist attack against america It is from the 80s i think 1985 He described the demoralization process. And that is why all of this action is being done by young people, mostly white liberal women, on college campuses. Why? Because these are the captured safe zones of the communists, right? But see, um, try that in a small town, I think, is what Jason Aldean said, right? America is overwhelmingly not. Marxist, but see, we don't believe that we're split down the middle. This is why election fraud is so prevalent, right? I mean, we just talked about this last night. By the numbers, uh, Biden only won 509 counties, which is only 16.7 percent of American counties, right? I mean, that's not even one fifth of America that voted. Uh, as a majority if you even believe those numbers but we all know that it was fraudulent so in order to only win 16.7 percent of american counties they had to overwhelmingly cheat so that should make you understand i have just like if you're watching we finally have proof by the way that we
5: we have proof that biden did not have 81 million voters you know why uh, because if 81 million people voted for him, they would be going over the front fence of the White House right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay?
8: They yeah, would. for sure. Yeah. We, just, we, we just did this last night on our podcast. There were only 168 million registered voters for the 2020 election, and they claimed that 158 million of them voted. That's 94% voter turnout. That's mm-hmm. never happened, never will happen, because uh, in just Pennsylvania alone, there were 2.2 inactive a registered voters in one of 50 states. So the numbers alone do not support their claims. But I, I, I know we're running out of time and I, I want to really address the whole Jenna Ellis thing because I think it's important for people to understand what they saw with Jenna Ellis' uh, struggle session. Before, and before he you was, do,
5: can I just very quickly tell you what I said yesterday? I dedicated a full hour on Jeremy Harrell's Live From America show. She's a coward. She is, she caved, I call her, a judicial harlot. Go ahead.
8: Well, and that's exactly what my my point last night on our podcast, because I have a lot of sympathy for January 6th defendants who take plea deals because they have no idea what they're involved in, right? That's but right. But Ellis and Sidney Powell knew exactly what they're involved in. I mean, they're in the legal system. They know how the plea deal system works. There's mm-hmm. Right, and so what you saw with Jenna Ellis is nothing but the scene from 1984, where they stand up and they admit that they were spies against Big Brother or whatever. It is a communist-style struggle session, just like uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn talks about in the Gulag Archipelago. Right, coerced propaganda statements and it's because they have no situational awareness as to the reality of what's happening in America. So, you have uh, man, in. we've only got one minute. What I wanted to do was, one, let your listeners know, you are involved in a war, whether you want to believe it or not, it doesn't matter. You cannot believe it all you want. You're still going to end up in jail or dead That's or right. a very good slave. That's right, and yeah. so, because you're in a war, you really should look up The American Code of Conduct that every soldier must learn, because it tells you how to react in these situations, and it actually answers your question as to, do I have fear of what they're going to do to me? No because I'm specially selected and well-trained to be where I am at this moment in history. Amen. And the rest of you need to start preparing yourself.
5: Retribution well. is coming, I sir. Love that idea. And you stay strong. Great to hear from you. We'll yep. get in touch with you. If we sent you a thousand letters from patriots across the country through the Patriot Mail Project, would you read them?
8: Oh, I read every piece of mail. Thank you. That's
3: it. He said he would read them. So he there you said, go. What a, great, what a great... What
5: a great Leave it there. Paula is coming on tomorrow. I want mm-hmm. everybody to get ready because this is what we're going to do. Uh, Patriot Mail Project. Let me tell you what it is. It was actually founded um, by Paula Calloway. Um, she is now... She's been part of our team since... She She was part of my team when I was in blue scrubs and orange crocs. Yeah. Um, I used to receive hundreds of letters and it kept me kept my spirit alive and filled. Uh tomorrow we're gonna give you the mailing address. You know what you guys go go buy you know some three by five index cards and a number two pencil and some envelopes and write a hand note handwritten note. I can't tell you uh how valuable that is to make that connection. It's even more important than anything you could do on the internet. If you send somebody a message on Twitter, it's impersonal compared to handwriting a note for our political prisoners. All right, we have not taken a break. I have to take a break and then we're gonna come back. And it's gonna be power packed from here until the end of the show. Why? Because um, I'm going to provide commentary uh, now that everybody has seen it. yeah, I mean, seriously, you guys, for those of you that were in the, the thread and I was reading them and I, uh, I resisted the temptation to jump out there and I almost did. Um, but you look so pathetic and weak. You know, there's somebody like Miss Q. She said, I've listened to this guy, you know, a while and I don't like him. And I, I appreciate that. I did not ever listen to this guy for an hour ever. So I'm going to tell you what my... Perception was midway through the interview with uh, Alex Jones. uh, What my opinion is of what uh, Vivek Ramoswamy said, and guess what? Here's a solution. Okay, Uh, just about everybody that we hate says something that we can benefit from. We can buffet shop. Shoot, Nikki Haley may, you know, have an idea on how to cut her geriatric toenails. You know, I mean. Who would have thunk it? You know, or or how to, I don't know. Are we still on Lindell?
3: No.
5: I'm sure she's an expert on douching with kerosene, you know. (laughs) You never know. You might benefit. Uh, Uh, You you never know. But you never, you never know. Uh, I want everyone to stay right there because we're going to hit that commentary. Uh, And then, of course... Uh, We're going to cover, again, back to our top news headlines. Uh, We'll be covering that as well. So you guys stay right there. We're going to take a break. Wow. Stay right there, you guys. Don't go away.
7: In your bank account, you need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. 720 605 3900.
9: Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you.
5: Our American heroes love getting down and dirty, fighting for our freedoms and safety. My fellow Americans, the Hero Soap Company is a veteran-owned business with quality soaps and scrubs made in America for the benefit of our American heroes. Each bar of handmade soap is blended with a mix of essential oils, real goat's milk, saponified oils of safflower, palm and coconut, and all natural colorants. Place your order today by visiting myherosoap.com for a 20% discount. And for every purchase, a portion of sales is donated to charities focused on helping veterans and first responders. Visit myherosoap.com soap.com and subscribe for 20% off with promo code TEAM. Every soap purchased is matched one-to-one and sent overseas to our troops. Go to MyHeroSoap.com and order your soaps, scrubs, and even cool Patriot gear support our troops, support our first responders, support our heroes and let freedom clean by visiting soap.com
0: My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% actually work what a concept this offer won't last long so please order now
9: mypillow.com Introducing the portal universe only on QUX. This is America's first super app. Easily build your portal, share and monetize video content, live stream, products, music apps, and more. Engage in live chats and private video messaging. This isn't just a TV box or streaming device. This is your social television console. Become a merchant without any setup or monthly fees. Buy and sell using QUX tokens for private and secure encrypted transactions. You control the ads you watch, you control the content you see, you have easy access to products and services you want, all at the press of a button. QUX brings people together, enhances fellowship, community, and networking capabilities, while protecting privacy like never before. Don't wait. Go to QUX.TV right now and order your QUX TV box today using promo code PETE. Be part of a new digital frontier.
1: Uh,
5: sorry about that, Melissa. Melissa Nelly, she knows better. He said, oh my goodness, you got a black screen. Sorry about that okay now please just just bear bear with me for a couple of minutes all right we're we're in a war and you know I mean it's sometimes I feel like it's easier uh to you know crush communists you know the Vietnam uh I was gonna say kill communists you know in that context it's easier to go shoot communists uh it's more palatable so you know um, it's easier, especially if you're a skilled marksman, or if you're an aerial gunner like me, uh, if you can do it from a from a helicopter, than it is to have people running around inside our camp with our uniform, eating at me, you know, taking my ammunition and, and screwing with my MREs, and you know, and and in most cases, uh, all of the people that have, and no disrespect to our regular listeners. If you're a regular listener and you're in there scrapping, I'm just going to use one example. Like Ms. Q has been with us a long time. She's got a good head on her shoulders. And I respect that even if her opinion is the opposite of mine, she's got a pretty well-informed opinion. And here's my point. We're at different stages of awakening. Like uh, Rico Suave, for instance, if he says, if Rico says, I don't should turn off Vivek Ramaswamy, and you know, if he says that, uh, I can uh, I, I can understand where he's coming from. I respect that that he's seasoned, he knows, he, he likely spent, Ms. Q, when she expressed her opinion, I already knew that she spent more time thinking about Vivek Ramaswamy and, and listening to him speak for her to form that opinion. I didn't do that. I didn't, I am so against the guy, he just, just, just curls my, my, you know what's, right? I don't know what, you know, what's are, but use your imagination. Um, that I went into the interview. I wanted to hear, uh, Alex Jones and I'm thinking, oh yeah, he's on Vivek. He's going to get some exposure. That's great for Alex. I want that for him. Um, I want as many eyeballs and ears, and I wanted to listen to what he had to say. But Vivek kind of caught me off guard. And in this fashion, I'm not coming to you saying, everybody needs to understand that he's going to be. He's not presidential material. I'm voting for President Trump. Um, and if Vivek Ramaswamy just made it his full-time job to do, you know, a lot of the good things that he was saying, you know, um, that's good. Have him ride with President Trump. We can buffet shop because we're at war. If anybody, even those that we don't like, come up with something that's decent that we can steal from them and run away with it, right? Which I think that's the that's that's my overall opinion of Vivek is that i had never heard him say some of the things that he didn't nor did i trust him you know, he's got all that stuff that the biotech companies but you know i passed judgment on him uh, uh, when i discovered superficially uh what the situation was with his biotech company uh, the guy's a scumbag from what i heard and then i found out through tucker carlson he explained that he was a left hard and he's playing a left hard game and really, I'm going to use this example, my, uh, my youngest daughter, um, she wanted to do something uh, as a career, and she mentioned it, um, what, what career she wanted to go into. And I said, oh, really? And I printed her a list of the top 300 professions, and I said, if you can find what you just said you want to become on that list of the top 300, then we'll sit down and talk. And we'll consider it seriously. But she wanted to be a museum curator. I'm like, museum curator? Yeah. I said, when we sit down and talk, okay, I'm going to have to tell you, if you want to be a museum curator, you're going to have to marry somebody that's very filthy rich because you're going to make a buck fifty. He chose a profession, Vivek Ramaswamy did, as an entrepreneur. Um... Uh, in uh, one of the two top and uh, in biomedical industry is the is the top industry as far as growth and all that stuff. So as an entrepreneur, you know do, do you think it would have made good sense for him to be, go becoming a museum curator or a biotech uh, uh, CEO? So he did that. He pursued that path. What happened was he was playing a game. I think he was a uh, World Economic Forum um, member, voted for Obama. He did all that stuff, just left-hearted, you know, whatever it was that he was doing, that we all disagree with. But the interesting story is that the left kept coming to him. They're like, hey, you know, you're playing the game. We need you to uh, go ahead and add a page about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And he's like, oh, okay, Uh, I guess uh, uh, we'll play that game and i'll add that to my site diversity equity and inclusion and they kept coming back they kept coming back they kept coming back and they kept asking him, hey can you have all of your employees strap on a dildo to their forehead excuse the expression i mean it got that crazy they wanted all of his people you know to to kiss the 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 transgender flag or whatever it was and he's like that's it you guys are done okay i'm done with you Fed up with your crap you think you can you can control me and they turned on him. So his entire campaign is about retribution against them. Uh, he, he speaks very eloquently almost too uh canned mm-hmm. um, he does he's very very skilled uh but guess what there are certain things and I agree with Alex that he's saying. And, and, and it proves the point that he went against the establishment, right? He's saying all those things. You can't be with them to be talking about what he's suggesting. I like the following. That he got to know Alex Jones. And in the fashion that he did and sitting down with Alex, I saw him. And, the, and this is the, the, the part that I'm impressed by because it's going to help Alex. And he said, really? That's your background? I never knew that. He had passed judgment on Alex. Just like I passed judgment on him. I mean, here we are in this, you know, th- three-way circle jerk. Uh, all of us sitting, you know, those guys producing the podcast and me being the consumer of the podcast. And I, I have a say-so in this matter, by the way, uh, based on what both of them say. They're very influential. Um, and we, in this on this show... Are very influential. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Between I mean, Lindell TV, Rumble, and then the way we're we're doing our, our you guys don't know this, but the changes that we made to cut our evening show, right? Focus on the quality of our production and our interviews and stuff like that, and the changes in the direction that we're going. Um, has exploded our viewership which is great because the objective is to reach more people so when I when I have those people you think I'm gonna start saying stupid stuff like Sean Hannity no <laughs> mm-hmm. no I'm not so Deb Jordan yeah here's my overall analysis is that we uh, we are so distrusting? Uh, I'm so sick and tired of with good reason. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of like the entire Arizona psyop that took place. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I I can't even speak to anybody when they call me from the six hundred two. I won't even talk to them. You know, I, I don't want to hear from you. You know, Arizona's done in in my book. So, I, what is that term? I'm jaded.
3: Yes. That is a great term, actually. And guess what? In this we war, yeah. in this, in
5: this war, okay, in this war, uh he said some things that I could literally buffet shop and just steal and not even mention his name.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And that's what I want to share with you, ladies and gentlemen. Is you can't be in a war, okay, and plug your ears because it's too loud. You know, uh you got both your hands on your ears. You need to, you need to have a different way of protecting your your ears in this water if it's too loud because you need both hands on that on that rifle. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I did one of these. Okay, and I dropped my rifle. You know what I mean? That's. I, I need to pick my rifle up and maybe use earplugs. Um, I didn't want to hear Vivek Ramaswamy, but I'll tell you what. This 1776 moment, and here's here's my final commentary. Okay, here, our,
3: let me stop. Wait a minute. We have somebody from Arizona who says Arizona isn't dead. We're gonna rock the world. Oh yeah, little faith. He's not talking about the people of Arizona, and of no, course, I, I'm just so jaded by. Of
5: everything Of course, that's going we on in believe.
3: Of course, we believe that Arizona is going to rise above this, and Carrie Lake the, is a great the, example of that. Poor, oh
5: yeah, absolutely. And, uh,
3: and so, what he's talking about are the politicians and the folks who so had everybody's ears and just completely have failed. Uh, but yeah, will they got rise? That's the point where
5: I didn't even want to talk to anyone. What do you, that's from what Phoenix
3: means, right? You rise from the ashes. Yeah. And I fully expect that to happen too. The people of Arizona are great people.
5: Right? Yeah. Uh, so okay. Uh, all right. So we got somebody. It says. Rampa Swampy is a Trojan horse, do your research. He might be. Hey, guess what? What have I said to you? Did I say I was pushing Rampa Swampy? No, never said that. Did I say I want him to be president? No, Mm -hmm. I never said that. All I'm doing is making, I'm wearing everything out in the open to say I passed judgment on him. And i was able to grab a couple things from what the guy said that i really mm-hmm. loved that i'm gonna permanently borrow
4: yeah and that's it
5: that's all i said what do you mean do your research you well know? i'm
3: gonna say something I, I am
5: doing my research okay <laughs> let
3: me say something here what i gotta tell you something when i saw alex judge you know i was not a trump fan in 2014, right? <laughs> Twenty the beginning
5: of 2015. More documented no, December 2015. You weren't.
3: 2015. Well, when there were rumblings about Donald Trump, you yeah, know, I got I mean, you on
5: audio recording. Sure. Saying, I don't know about that. December <laughs> 2015, before we left for uh, for yeah. Oregon.
3: And we had a big discussion about it, and I was like, "Oh man, you know, oh that's all we need." But anyway, I wasn't a big fan, mm-hmm. and. Um, of course, I came around, but uh, you know, the one thing that he did that blew my mind was that he started going on the Alex Jones show, and Alex Jones started talking up um, Donald J. Trump, and I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I wasn't a big fan of Alex Jones then either. <laughs> to be quite honest, um, on a personal level, mm-hmm. you know. But then, a little, I, oh, wait a minute. I Let need to finish, finish expressing on. my opinion. Uh, uh, right. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Express your opinion with this in mind, what I'm getting ready to tell you. Mm. I'm leading up to something that's very important here. Okay. Alex Jones, I have to tell you, uh, was like, One of the big reasons I changed my mind about Donald J. Trump, and I say this now and I've said it then, and I will say it in the future. Had it not been for Alex Jones giving Donald Trump airtime and connecting Donald Trump with the average American citizen, the people who listen to his show, which are in the millions, by the way in the millions, Donald Trump would have never become the president of the United States. He would not have had a chance against Hillary Clinton yeah. had had Alex Jones not energized his base and the people who connect with his ideology and the way he thinks, if he had not energized the people to vote for Donald J. That Trump, they fact. wouldn't have.
5: That is a fact. They wouldn't have yep.
3: voted at all.
5: Yep, and that's right.
3: so... When I see Ramaswamy connecting with Alex Jones, this is a smart move for, it's political for Ramaswamy. It's political for him because he's caught on to it. And he knows why Donald Trump became the president of the United States of America. It was because Alex Jones was backing him. Alex Jones backed him and a bunch of podcasters who would never have voted Donald Trump's way started you know, mimicking or seeing, um, seeing what Alex Jones was saying and going, "Oh my God!" and the phenomena took off, right? Yeah. And Vivek, if he knows, Pete. He knows that if he can grab a hold of Alex Jones's audience, that you know, he, it, I'm telling you, it's just political. And I don't know whether I like that or not.
5: All right. Here's my final comment. You ready? I don't
3: know if I like it. What? I don't know if I like what he's doing there. I can clearly see after watching that and keeping my mouth shut instead of just going, oh, my God, I hate him. I can't stand him. I'm not listening to this. I see clearly the political move that he just made.
5: Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, you, it, it would. not. And, and here's my final commentary. You ready? Mm-hmm. First of all, I wanted to see and I knew this was going to happen. Okay. Um and i i opened up i i literally poured, aj was
3: uh, alex jones was a Pete. somebody's challenging this the saying that alex jones is not a factor period he was in 2015. i'll tell you that right now and anybody who says different was not paying attention to what was happening in the United States of America, of America at the time.
5: The most influential outlet, period. In, including over mainstream media. That's why they took him out. All right, so. um, I'm not pushing anything on anyone.
3: All right? Who do you think got him to the... You know, who do you think you know got those the, people uh, to the rallies? <laughs> oh, some people. Oh, I yeah.
5: Rogers, Roger Stone um, mm-hmm. and Alex Jones put... Donald Trump in office, period.
3: Did yeah, it? and Steve Bannon, people like that. Steve they Banner, will, yep.
5: Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
3: The populist. So, yeah. So can I uh, can, can I just
5: have a couple of minutes without you responding? Take
3: me off camera. Because well, I'm gonna I am going i want to respond when I'm on camera. I want to respond. So. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. All
5: right. All right. Well <laughs>
3: automatically.
5: Well, here here is uh here's my final analysis, okay, of what we just went through. Number 1 when I when I ask you, all right? I just gut it up and then I'm going to I'm going to explain to you, you know, what I got out of that situation. I'm asking you, all right? But but everybody is is so oppressive. Okay? Some of the biggest oppressors on planet Earth, it's not the congressional black caucus, it's a bunch of white people on the internet and my freaking chat threads
4: telling me, Pete, oh, you got to do research."
5: Seriously, you guys are the biggest suppressors of free speech. I can barely even freaking speak in front of some of you without you pouncing on me, telling me what I can and can't do and say or not say, all right, on my show, all right? If you don't like what I'm doing, guess what? Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, because guess what I'm going to say? I still don't like Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't trust the guy, but who cares? It's secondary. But guess what I did? I almost made a mistake, Deb, Mm -hmm. because we're in a war, and I want as many ideas and thoughts as to how, because I do believe, and I'm optimistic, that we are going to win this thing. We are. And we're not gonna win it by a bunch of fake people on the internet telling me what I can't say. <laughs> but guess what I got? Right. If I could go to Vivek ramaswan if mm-hmm. I could go to freaking Ayatollah Khomeini, right? Mm-hmm. And he tells me a great freaking recipe for how to toast a bagel and mm-hmm. put freaking locks on it and eat it as a Muslim and get away with it. You know, I love locks and bagels. Mm-hmm. And I got that from Ayatollah Khomeini. I'm not coming to you saying, we're going to go worship Ayatollah Komi and he's going to be the president. We're going to switch her. I didn't say that. I said, I want freaking locks and bagels. That's the analogy. If I can buffet shop, I almost cut myself off. I came away at the end of the hour and guess what I was saying to myself? Oh my God. I was so freaking distrusting and jaded and didn't like the guy that I almost passed my methodology of like I'll go to Jimmy Dore can't stand Jimmy Dore as a freaking socialist mm-hmm. but I hear him say some things that I kind of like I'm going yeah, well, well, to permanently borrow walk. I'm going to mm-hmm. permanently borrow the ideas from even our enemies and mm-hmm. weaponize it against our enemies so I'm going to steal from Vivek Ramaswamy and then fire a freaking missile bag at him mm-hmm. right mm-hmm uh, but I almost missed that opportunity. You know why? Because I'm the equivalent of some fake person on the Internet that says, I don't want to hear it! Turn it off! Oh, my God! <laughs> it, it's like like they're all working for, for uh, Vivek Ramaswamy's opposition. Uh-huh. They don't want anyone to hear what I had to say. Forget about Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh-huh. You guys are suppressing me expressing my opinion. Bunch of freaking free speech communists. Mm-hmm. Okay, suppressing my right to come here and say that I almost missed an opportunity to buffet shop the guy and still hate him and not like him, not want him to be president, to be all of the things that you said he was. He's a George Soros, whatever. He's a W.E.F., whatever it is. But if I listen to you freaking pukes, you know what I do? I miss out on the two or three things that I picked up on. That are pretty cool that are pretty cool if i go by the mob guess what i would have missed the two or three things they're gonna help us get out of this freaking mess uh-huh. and i don't sit on the internet with a fake name i put my name to my opinion i speak out about it you ever come into my threads and tell me that i can't present some audio or video if you don't like this show get off of it how about that go watch freaking ben shapiro all right go do that and throw your yarmulke on while you're sitting there too and i hope it catches on fire if you don't like it i'm expressing my opinion i'm not pushing vivek ramaswamy on you but i was shocked i was shocked that i was sitting there like oh my goodness i did not know I didn't even know that he didn't know about Alex Jones Uh, to to the point that he was genuine. He did not know about Alex Jones. Mm. I disagree with you there, but yeah. Well, hold on. He was genuine when he said he didn't understand the legal mechanism of defaulting that they're employing on Alex Jones. They're employing on uh, President Trump. It's Mm -hmm. a legal strategy that's so unconstitutional, Right. And, and he learned about that through Alex Jones. He said, I'm gonna go look that up. Um, so I think that, that Vivek, uh, there's an opportunity for also, and I see this little temporary alliance. This is what I want. I want Alex Jones to get three million freaking clicks mm-hmm. on Vivek Ramaswamy's <laughs> Twitter page. I want yeah. that. I want that for Alex. Because those people, if they land on he's Alex, he's selling Jones his new show, book. Period. Huh? He's selling his new book. Yes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I love it. For Alex, I like that they got together.
3: Yeah. All right, it was it was a pretty good interview, actually. I agree. Hey, very was, telling.
5: Huh? Very yeah. telling. Bye. Hit hit it. Hit hit the freaking pavement. We don't want you here. Okay. <laughs> I don't collect friends here. People tune in, you know why? Because you're gonna get my honest mm-hmm. opinion. As a matter of fact, uh, Miss Miss Q, I just gave you an example. Like Miss Q was like repulsed, and I re- <laughs> I trust her repulsion because yeah, guess sure. what? Because Miss Q, I'm
3: not a I'm not a Ramaswamy fan. Ms. Q probably
5: listened to more of Ramaswamy than I did, right? Mm-hmm. And I was gonna come in in the end and tell Miss Q, guess what, Miss Q? Uh, I never. Even listen to the guy, mm. you, you know what I mean? Like I already, like her Her opinion is more valuable than mine was before I listened to the guy because they never sat there for five minutes listening to him. And
3: you know what? It's like these people haven't even gone through a presidential campaign, especially with Trump. So they forget that Trump was, uh, you know, I mean, he attacked Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio. He yeah. went after them. And they hated him, and they went after. Him. He made fun of them, yeah. and then what? They became some of his. While he was president, Deb. they became some of his biggest supporters, mm. and actually, he and he went on to endorse them, yeah. and they forgave one another. And you know, okay. Vivek Ramaswamy. People, people are upset because he's running do. against their guy.
5: Period. Why uh, Trump will literally, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy, okay, to President Trump, mm-hmm. like Vivek would show up on the rider, okay, as to what colored jelly beans President Trump <laughs> wants in the freaking If bowl. Trump
3: wins the presidency, I'm telling you right now, Vivek Ramaswamy he's is going to be, be part of, the, of his part administration. Of the administration. Oh, so yeah. everybody needs to chill the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he will be part of his administration. Yeah, if and by not. The, and by the way, there, I bet he's looking at him seriously. as vice no president, too.
5: Like, if you're in a rumble thread and you're trying to create this chaotic thing and, and to try to change the hearts and minds of everybody in the chat thread, you're not going to because these fake people on the internet that express their opinion and opposition to what I'm doing, they've come. And they've gone, and nobody has the stamina that I have to stick all the way through it on principle. Even people that disagree with me, they know that I stand on my right to say it, and I also allow them to express their opinion as well. Mm -hmm. But don't ever stifle me. Don't ever do that. You do that, I will crush you. I will crush you with the truth. And don't tell me about, it. well, you got to collect more bees. Are you kidding me? I've, uh, I'm a freaking, I will blast the bees. Not with a little smoke wafter. You know what I'll do? I'll take a flamethrower to the bees. <laughs> Crispy bees, right. right? All right, you mm-hmm. ready? Rapid fire. Black Lives Matter leader stands behind j prisoners. We're going to uh, dig into the stuff. I'm just going to tell you, this is what we got working in the hopper. I only have a few minutes left. So 4, 4 p.m. Eastern.
3: For huh? 4 p.m. Eastern on your LFA. Yeah. Uh here right here on Rumble, LFA.tv here on Rumble. Make sure you guys tune in at 4 p.m. Eastern to see the Santilli report.
5: That's right, the Santilli report. Mm-hmm. Check this out. You wanna uh, this got buried. Okay. Nobody knows mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Fuji's rapper who helped launder millions of dollars from the CCP to the Obama campaign Mm -hmm. is demanding a new trial. That's not the most important part of the story. You want to know what it is?
3: What is it? Uh,
5: He's complaining because he has a Sixth Amendment right to effective assistance of counsel. Mm -hmm. His law firm uh, for the attorneys that he was using were using AI. And he lost. Oh, man. Is that not a huge case? That's huge. That is a huge case. I mean, obviously, we know that, you know, people are laundering money and stuff. This is going to be a landmark case. It is and, going to be. That oh, is it's going to be a huge case. Right. Thanks name, for
3: pointing that out. I'm going to start July. following that. Yeah, Everybody no, no, we're start gonna, following that. We're we're gonna, that's gonna, important.
5: We're going to dig into this story yeah. more extensively because... You know, AI, uh, there's positive things and there's negative things. Well, if you're using AI and relying upon that, the attorneys made a public admission. Guess what it was? What? That their closing arguments came from AI. And he lost.
3: Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? What a great, oh, I can't wait. I, when is this going to, uh, when are they going to start? He's on Have, He's on appeal right now. Um, I, I know. Have Fuji's
5: they? rapper, Praz Michelle, convicted in April for taking part in an extensive conspiracy to help foreign national make illegal contributions to Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. After, listen, uh, $88 million in foreign funds. We're talking a lot of money, right? According to court documents and evidence presented at trial, uh, Michelle conspired with a Malaysian businessman. Okay. Monday last week, Michelle demanded a new trial arguing that his former defense attorney, David Kenner, quote, used an experimental AI program to write his closing argument. Uh, Huge case. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Heck yeah.
3: I can't wait to see Uh, that. Speaking of
5: technology, uh, Joe Biden's Soros-funded TikTok
3: army. Uh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. You've done a great job. Three hours went by really fast.
5: Uh, I, uses love, I love the morning a- show. Using a Hamas-affiliated outlet to push propaganda. TikTok army. Mark Meadows story. That's a big one we're going to dig into. At
3: okay. 4 o'clock. Um, Make sure you
5: guys are tuned in. Mark right? Meadows. Okay. By the way, uh, we're going to cover another addition to the Clinton body count. Mark Middleton. Um, you know what they say? Anytime there's two shotgun blasts to
4: the back of the head.
3: In this case, the shotgun was 30 feet away from this yeah. guy, <laughs> <laughs> and they then they called it a suicide. He was a, that's hilarious. He was an aide to Bill Clinton. That
5: is other news, out. and then of course the Pentagon trying to smooth over um, casualties uh, and injuries related to Iran's attack upon our troops. We'll see you guys at
3: 3:30. Bye, everyone. No <laughs>